my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today, in honor of Jody Sweeten, Miss Stephanie Tanner, or should I say Stephanie Tanner Gibbler, in honor of her birthday, January 19th, 2022, she is going to be 40 this year. She was born in 82, same year as me, only... Eight months and some days earliest. Yeah. So, I decided to choose the episode. Is it true about Stephanie? This is from January 4, 1994. Season 7, episode 14. In this episode, after Stephanie makes a date with Gia's crush, Gia spreads a nasty rumor prompting Stephanie to fight back with her own prank. Lovely... Danny's behavior after his breakup with Vicky makes the rest of the family wonder if he's moi. Okay, I don't know who who did this. I don't like this. Makes a, his breakup with Vicky makes the rest of the family wonder if he's moi cracking up. Who supplied this synopsis? Because it's really the wording is just really odd and weird so all right we have eric lively playing jamie now if you remember the disney channel show it was kind of like a junior version of x files a little bit kind of kind of sort of sort of eric lively played carrie he played eric von denton's character older brother and I think that he played Clue. Let me double check. Yes. Carrie from 1999 to 2001. So let me uh, look. Okay so the show is so weird it ran from 1999 to 2001. Had 65 episodes about a preteen girl travel a preteen girl travels around the country continually stumbling over supernatural occurrences since nobody believes her she points her finds on her website website so weird so here's another synopsis kind of brings you more up to date because the show starts off with one girl and her brother in an RV with her mom who's a, a rock star always on tour playing gigs also with the guy who's driving along with his two kids. So, the show starts with Fiona Phillips, the daughter of two singers who's been mourning her father's death for most of her life. She's also obsessed with all things strange, from ghosts to aliens to trolls, investigating them all on her laptop while traveling 
cross-country on her mom's tour bus. Although her brother and friends rarely believe her, Fee refuses to give up. As her search for the mysterious goes deeper, she learns things about herself and, more importantly, her father. After a few years, she passes on her quest to her friend, promising young singer Annie. Yeah, I can't remember what happened to Fee. <laughs> where did she go? I mean, honestly, where did she go? Because she wasn't... By the, the show was only around for, what, three years? And even by then, it's not like she was going off to college. So, yeah, it's an interesting show. I remember watching some episodes on the Disney Channel when I got cable when I was, like, 14. So, we also have, like I said, Eric Lively. This would have been, what, 1994? So, this would have been five years before Eric Lively was on the show. I had a big crush on Eric Von Denton, by the way. He was in a lot of Disney Channel movies, from Brink to a Disney Channel version of Escape to Witch Mountain and uh, Leave it to Beaver movie in like 96, 97. He was just such a cutie patootie. He really, really was. I thought there was one other movie that he did as well for the Disney Channel that I'm blanking on at the moment. So, yeah. Um, Patrick Lewis plays Fee's older brother, Jack who also was in some Disney Channel movies. A lot of a lot of Disney Channel movies for these guys. A lot of them. So, really interesting. Uh, Kevin Ziggers, who you'll know from the first three or four Air Bud movies, he was in an episode that was really, really cool. It had to deal with cloning, and I really like it. Uh, liked it. Uh, the Moffats, the singers from the, like, 99, 2000, where I think it was, like, triplets... And an older brother who looked just like his triplet younger brother. Something. But uh, they were also in an episode as well. So, really good show. I believe it is on Disney+. Plus. Definitely check it out. It's really, really cool. I actually, if it is on Disney+, Plus, I might want to, I might do that cloning episode with Kevin Ziggers. So, we have Molly Morgan as Mickey. This is who we met earlier in season seven in the episode, episode five of season, season seven, Fast Friends. So, Mickey was only in two episodes. This is her final. I guess they feel that, spoiler alert at the end, Steph and Gia make up. They're going to be besties now. So Mickey is clearly donezo. The actress is done with the show. <laughs> so, yeah. This episode was directed by Joel Zwick, writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Carolyn Omine? O-M-I-N-E. She was the writer for the episode. Well, it is a girl-focused episode, so you need a girl. You need a girl's perspective. So, let's see. We actually do have uh, some trivia. Gia's report card is dated November 19th, 1993, the date this episode was taped. This person is a full house aficionado because I had no idea. I don't know when these episodes were taped. I only know when they air. And, <laughs> wow, this person, yeah. 
they they zoomed in to see this. When I when I walk, get to that scene with her Gia's blowing up report card, I will look myself just to see. Maybe we'll get some other info. On Gia's report card, her teacher's names are the names of some of the show's crew members. How? This person's got insider information. I swear they have insider inf- They must work for the show or they worked on the show. Oh my god. Okay. Um... <laughs> I'm going to skip that piece of trivia for the end because I don't want to spoil myself. It's been a while since I watched this. So let's see. Do we have any user reviews? Let's find out. Yes, we have one by Taylor Kingston giving this an 8 out of 10. The one with the rumor. This was from October 31st, 2015. And hold on one second because I know my alarm's going to go off any second. Yes. Okay. I gotta go back. All these apps. Okay. <clears throat> Warning spoilers. I really enjoyed this episode. It's one of my all-time favorite episodes from this season. However, not from the entire series. In this episode, after Stephanie makes a date with the cutest guy. He is really cute. I remember thinking he was a cutie when I saw this episode when it first aired. He was just so adorable. So... Yeah, after Stephanie makes a date with the cutest guy in school, who just happens to be Gia's crush. Gia spreads a horrible rumor. She says that Stephanie pays guys to date her. After hearing the rumor, the guy politely takes back the request. To get revenge, Stephanie, with the help of Mickey, sticks up Gia's grades at school, which actually hurts Gia's feelings. In the end, Gia and Stephanie become friends. Meanwhile, Danny's behavior is just terrible in the aftermath of his breakup with Vicky. And everyone's wondering if he's going nuts. Well, I don't know about going nuts per se, but he is making a lot of changes around the house. Like putting like a basketball, a dodgeball, uh, baseballs and wiffle balls and whatever into a drawer. Well, not a drawer, a cabinet drawer. That as soon as you open it, you know all these... You know, uh, sports equipment's gonna fall out in your face. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just he's making changes. And then also that organ that had been off to the side of the front steps by the doors. That gets moved. You hardly ever see anyone do anything with that thing. It makes me think of when I was obsessed with why there were in, in the show Silver Spoons. There was a piano that for whatever reason for the longest time never got played and then finally the final episode of season four i think someone finally was doodling around with the piano keys about dang time you know you just if you're gonna have something there use it at least once otherwise what's the point of having it there a piano is a pretty big conversation piece right an organ is a pretty big conversation. You know, it's a almost like a piece of furniture. It's there. Use it. It's taking up space. Use that organ. <laughs> Overall, I give this episode an 8 out of 10, which in my ratings book is awesome. So, yes. All right. So, I also remember saying when I was going to cover this episode, this isn't just for Jodie Sweeten's birthday. This is also for... Marla Sokoloff, who plays Gia, her birthday was December 19th. That's why it's kind of a, it's a double birthday in honor of celebratory episode for both of them. Because it has both the girls in there. So, 
I don't know when Mickey's birthday is, but um, she's only in two episodes, so sadly, she doesn't get one. <laughs> she doesn't get it in honor of, because I've already done the other episode that she was already in when I covered back-to-school episodes. So, of course, before I get into the episode, I do want to let you Tanner newbies who just jumped upon the tra Tanner train for this podcast, I want to say welcome, welcome. I do want to let you know on social media where you can find the podcast. You can follow along. You can go to Facebook, type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. Just the All My Lanta Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. Just click on it, follow it, like it. That way you know what episodes I'm doing and when. Because I do not do episodes in order of air date, episode by episode, season by season. If you're regular, you kind of know. I like to change things up. I like to do themes based on either character or the time of the year. Like in February, I'm going to be doing a couple romantic episodes in January, which is now. Quinny, are you laying down in your kitty bed? Oh, what a good girl you are. Yeah, you lay down in your kitty bed. Take a nap. Um, yeah, so right now it's January, so I'm covering Jesse and the girls. That's my series of four episodes. I will be releasing Fogged In, which is a Jesse and DJ episode. Um, this, well, actually, it's probably going to end up being... It's probably going to be Thursday night because I do have... Oh, actually, never mind. No, it's going to be Friday. It's going to be Friday. Scratch that. So, yes. So, we're focusing on episodes with Jesse with each of the girls. And then after DJ and Jesse, we'll be covering Jesse and Michelle with three men and another baby. And then after that, we'll be covering another Jesse and Michelle episode with The Devil Made Me Do It. And then in... At the end of January, we'll be I'll be covering We Got the Beat. This is a Jesse and Stephanie episode. There really aren't many Jesse and Stephanie excuse me, episodes. You called the Silence is Not Golden episode a Jesse and Stephanie episode, but I am covering that one in March with my serious episodes series. All four of them. So, I think what I'm going to do for the other one, Stephanie's Wild Ride, I probably will hold off on doing that until maybe that can be my... We'll see. Honestly, now that I think about it, that is a serious episode. So, I might stick that at the tail end of March. We'll see. We'll see kind of how I'm doing at that point. Nothing's going on, guys. Nothing's going on. Just so you know. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. It's meant, um, well, you know, other podcasts that I do and stuff like that. So, also, another thing about this podcast, if you're just tuning in for the first time, is this is a safe podcast. You can listen to it with your kids around. You can, it's safe for younger ears is what I'm saying. You don't have to feel embarrassed or uncomfortable. I'm not going to drop an F-bomb or an H-bomb or a whatever bomb. I'm just, I'm not doing that. I love this show too much and I feel it is a show that is meant for, you know, people that can listen to with their kids around. You know, that's, that's kind of why I like it. There are other Full House and Fuller House podcasts out there, but some of them are just, they're not intended for younger audiences. And by younger audiences, I mean anyone under the age of 18 or even 21. So, with that being said, I just 
this is my gift to you guys. I love this show. I want to share it with you. Those of you out there that have grown up with Full House and Fuller House, you know, I just want to share in this in this love and enjoyment and hope that you guys, you know, I'm thinking about my memories of, of these episodes and stuff like that. And just, I'm having fun with the show, guys. I love it. This is honestly, this is my main, my main thing. I've been doing this now. It'll be three years in April that I've been working on this podcast. And I just, I just love it. Out of all, you know, I love all my podcasts so dearly. And when I say podcast, I mean <coughs> the ones that I either completed or ones that I am currently doing, like Full House, Fuller House, Punky Brewster, which I am covering new episodes this year. Some new episodes, not all. Like I said, there's only 10. We only got one season of that. So I'm, I'm stretching it out as far as I can stretch it out. The Wonder Years, if you know about that i completed all six seasons they're available on soundcloud same thing with the four seasons of the og punky brewster available to listen to on soundcloud also all five seasons of me covering silver spoons episodes of um yeah the <laughs> you know some episodes of mr belvedere alf those of course looking back on you know wonder years episodes those are going to be for an older audience, like, you know, 18 and above, just because, yes, I do drop some bombs in there, so, but, Punky Brewster, Silver Spoons, Full House, Fuller House, Full House, Fuller House, those ones, guys, those are safe, you can listen to them with your kids around, so, and if I ever do a movie review on the Punky Power podcast, like I have with the Sarah Plain and Tall series, uh, trilogy, those are, anytime I put something up there, guys, it's going to be for everyone's ears. It's not going to be restricted. So, <clears throat> all right. Also, if you want to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. I always put the email in at the episode description on SoundCloud. If you enjoy the podcast and you want to show support, I don't do Patreon. The only thing I ask is a moment of your time. Just go on to iTunes, search Full House or Fuller House. The All My Lanta Holy Chulupas podcast will pop up. Scroll down to where it says leave a review and leave a review. You know, have fun with it. You can tell me your favorite character, your favorite episode of either show. You can even give me a couple sentences of a storyline that you would have loved if they'd went on with Full House and done a season 9 or 10. Or even fuller house if they did a season six or seven you know where where do you see these characters in like another decade or two decades what if you could come up with a may an amazing premise for fullest house i would love to hear about it leave it in a review or like i said email me um i would love at some point to go and do some more I have not done a Stephanie book. I have not done a Stephanie book. I've done a Michelle book, Full House book, but not a Stephanie one. The only issue with that <laughs> is they are in a storage unit somewhere in a tote. And let me just say the storage unit packed to the gills with a lot of books I've either read or not, have not gotten to yet. So I would have to dig for them. And I will eventually do that one day let's table that for summer let's table that for summer that gives me enough time to be able to get in there and 
hopefully find them somewhere. And then when I do, I think I'll just pull all of them out so that way I have them. Uh, yeah, like um, right now I really could use my winter coat and that is also in there along with my gloves. So Texas has been getting kind of a little chilly, little chilly. Um, <laughs> here's a funny um, kind of sad story. <laughs> sad on my part because I just uh, basically flushed $100 on the toilet. Um, I bought a coat through Columbia, a winter coat. I'm like, uh, you know, I want to get a heavier coat. Because the coats I have in storage actually don't fit me anymore. It's very sad. Um, but, and the thing is, let me tell you guys, don't ever order something from your phone while you're sitting in the bathtub. I know, TMI. Um, so, I order it. I was getting ready to order it, and I don't know what happened. But all of a sudden, it said order place. I'm like, wait a minute, because then I look. It has my old address from Michigan. I'm thinking, and then, and then get this. You can't cancel your order. You can't cancel your order because they're just, I don't know what the reasoning is, but it's like, you can't do it. I'm like, well, I, I tried to do the interactive thing and, you know, talk to a person, tell them I don't live there anymore. What can I do? And they're like, well, call the hotline, call the 1-800-whatever Columbia number. You want to know how long I waited? There's 120 some people ahead of me. I waited till it got to be like 77 people ahead of me. It's going on 9.30 at night, guys. I finally am just like, and I didn't want to tell Jeremy what I had done because I felt very foolish and extremely embarrassed. I don't even know why my old Michigan address was even on that anymore. Word of the wise, don't don't order something from your phone when you're in the bath. Just don't do it. One slip of the finger and boom. Now the owners of our old house get a hundred dollar winter coat. <laughs> sucks, 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 sucks. I could I told Jeremy, I'm like, well, I could maybe email I mean and he's like, No, 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 you're not doing that. I feel so stupid. So I just I went and ordered Considered the other code a loss. I just went and ordered something else. I, just, I feel so I feel so stupid. And it seems like whenever I do something stupid, and Jeremy can always tell like something's wrong, and I'll get really agitated. Like, no, nothing's wrong. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And finally, because I don't keep things from my husband, I felt guilty enough. I felt, <laughs> I just, I felt so bad. I still do. I feel horrible. Ugh. I don't know. If you guys have ever done something like that, <laughs> maybe you'll sympathize with the situation. I don't know. But then you're like, where is $100? It was a sale, too. It was a Columbia winter sale. And usually I've either gotten coats from like either Columbia or L.L. Bean in the past. And, um, yeah. But anyway, that's it about me. I finished my first book. My first middle grade book uh, and first book of 2022. Um, if you're familiar with the middle grade author Barbara D, her book Violets Are Blue, uh, it deals with a girl whose mother is a nurse. She worked in a hospital and she is, there are very subtle, I don't want to say subtle, they're clearly obvious um, that, and it even says in the summary that 
her mother is dealing with an, um, an opiate addiction. Prescription drugs and stuff like that. And I don't know. I like Barbara D's books. Like, there are a couple that I've read that I read, like, halfway normal. Loved it. This one I thought was just, and, and the girl, um, her name is Renata, but she goes by Ren, W-R-E-N. And her dad just, like, moved out at the beginning of the book. And he he remarried. And his new wife is pregnant with twins. And so, and, and they're living in Brooklyn. And, and where the heck is, um, Ren living? Her and her mom ended up having to move because her boss was getting suspicious about missing pills and stuff like that. So she took Ren and they moved to another town. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of where and what state, but, um, I thought the book was all right. I didn't, some of these middle grade books, you gotta see, you gotta understand that some of these middle grade books are very, they're, a lot of them are character driven. A lot of them are character driven, which there's nothing wrong with being a character driven book, but sometimes it just kind of like, I don't know. I guess I was, I don't know what I was wanting more of. Because the character is fascinated by YouTube videos of makeup tutorials, special effects makeup tutorials and stuff. So she goes to this new school and she gets pulled into doing this play. They're doing the play Wicked. And um, one of the girl girls is like, oh my gosh, I love your special effects makeup. You need to be the makeup artist for this play. So she gets kind of pulled into that. And then there's... A guy named, I'm sorry, I'm going well into this while you guys are expecting a Full House episode. But anyway, yeah, she uh, has unrequited feelings for this kid named Kai who's got a crush on her. And just, I don't know, overall, like I said, the book was a 3 out of 5. I didn't want to rate it any higher, otherwise I'd be lying to myself and the author by the ratings. I just thought it was okay. It's, I wouldn't read it again. It's just, like I said, a very, if you're into character-driven books, which I am on occasion, check it out. Barbara D does amazing work. She does a lot of research when it comes to, her books hit on big, big topics. Like, maybe he just likes Q as one that deals with girls getting unwanted attention from, you know, young boys and stuff. You know, 13-year-olds. Just, it's all, you know, middle grade, middle grade, you know, middle school focused characters and stuff like that. So definitely go check that out. Go check that out. All right. Well, further ado, let's jump into, is it true about Stephanie? All right. Of course, before we officially get into the episode, let's look at the cold open. Okay. We're in the kitchen with Becky and the boys and she's teaching them how to say, have mercy. <laughs> so, all right. Before your dad comes home, let's practice saying have mercy wouldn't that be a great surprise <laughs> i'm surprised they don't already know how to say this okay boys now when daddy comes home let's surprise him by saying have mercy okay now you try it say have mercy i don't say that <laughs> oh you don't say that huh i don't say that either <laughs> Uh -huh. Pretty played out. Hey guys, how you doing? 
Give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. What's happening around here? Well, I was trying to teach the boys to say have mercy for you, but I've been told they don't say that. Oh, that's too bad. Well, thanks for trying, Beck. You're welcome. Have mercy. Oh. Jesse and Becky had a kiss first. Adorable. So, yeah, when the boys say, oh, I don't say that. And she's like, oh, really? Yeah, I thought that Becky was going to get like, like, what do you mean you don't say that? You're Jesse Katsopoulos' kids. You were born to say have mercy. So Jesse comes in and gets a kiss from the boys. Sorry about that. My lunch is cooking. And... He's like, hey, how's it going? And Becky says, well, apparently the boys said, you know, I was going to have them say have mercy to surprise you. And apparently they don't say that. And the way that she looks at the boys, like she's disappointed in them. Like, okay, it's just a catchphrase. And I thought the boys were going to, I mean, they're like, what, two and a half, three years old at this point. I thought they were going to say, like, eh, it's a little played out. But they're too young to know what that means. <laughs> No, so Jesse and Becky kiss, and the boys, they have mercy. So, yeah, it's probably like the fact that, like, we don't just say it just to say it. You have to say it at the right time. And they've probably seen Jesse say have mercy after kissing Becky, so they probably know, like, no, 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 we can't just, we can't say it yet. You gotta wait for the right time. <laughs> that was a cute cold open. I really thought it was adorable. Okay, so we actually are going to kick off this episode in school. We got Stephanie wearing blue and white plaid and she's really struggling with her locker. Just pulling on it. I'm thinking you do know you have to lift the lever thing, right? You can't just like take the lock off and just start pulling on the thing. The hand, whatever you want to call that thing. I don't know. I rarely ever used my locker in school. Like, rarely ever because, you know, we were allowed to carry around book bags until, you know, 1999 happened and then we couldn't have bags in class, couldn't have coats in class. And that was when I was, uh, did that whole thing happen in ni April 1999? Would have been near the end of my sophomore year of high school, now that I think about it. Yeah. And then the following year, oh my gosh, I just, I don't know why does this make me um, think of Columbine, but no, I was just thinking about, yeah, at the end of that year, everyone's just saying how things were going to be different. We were going to have metal detectors in the school. It never happened. We were going to have to have see-through bags, which also never happened. But the rules were you couldn't have your coats in class, and you could not have your bags in class. You couldn't just carry your bags. So that I guess in high school, I actually did have to start using my locker. You know, I'm not complaining or anything like that at all. It's just, uh... oh my god, now that I think about it, yes, I remember when I was starting high school, my grandma took me to, you know, on a tour of the, you know, to find out where my, my classes were pretty much all just in one hallway so but my locker was clear across on the other side of the school i remember finding my locker opening my locker and then hanging up a picture of hansen 
Now, for those of you that are born after 2000... <laughs> well after 2000... 2010, even... Hansen was a band from 96, 97, made up of three brothers with long hair at the time, and they sang the song Umbop. I was really big into Hansen. I actually got to see them in concert in 2010 and 2011. I got to meet them, which was really cool. So, yeah. And uh, I remember getting the idea to use gum to... Um, stick in my locker to hold up my pic the picture in my locker i got that from marianne from the babysitter's club book book 10 logan likes marianne <laughs> yeah i had fun trying to chisel that dried up gum off towards i think towards the end of my senior year of high school <laughs> yeah that wasn't fun all right so yeah she's struggling we also see a sign above a bay of lockers that says scholarship field trip Friday the 21st. And it says something about see Colleen in administration, room three. So, yes, Mickey's final appearance uh, in this show. She goes over, sees that Stephanie's having trouble. I don't think she actually says, hey, Steph, do you need help with your locker? Oh, Mickey just says, face it, Steph, that locker hates you. And Stephanie says, not as much as I hate it. Now, I gotta say, I do like Stephanie's, you know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for plaid, for flannel, and I love her blue scrunchie in the back, how it matches the color of the plaid dress she's wearing. I would have loved a red locker. You know how much I love the color red. I would have loved a red locker. No, we had like olive, was it olive green or moss green? They were just, maybe they were grayish green. I don't know, but they weren't attractive looking lockers. I think in junior high, we had the um, kind of uh, beige color, like flesh colored lockers. So nothing really appealing. She keeps pulling on it. She It just makes me think of like those people that pull on a door handle when it says to push on it. Gia sidles up here to Mickey. She hasn't changed. Of course she hasn't because she's not besties with Steph yet. She says, Mickey, teach class with me. And Mickey says, Gia, I can't. I've got history. So, of course, Gia's gonna mock Mickey. Ooh, all of a sudden, Columbus discovering Ohio is more important than having a life. He discovered Ohio? What? This is news to me. I, I thought he discovered America, but whatever. <laughs> and Mickey, good, she stands up for herself. She says, look, I'm doing good in that class, okay? And then... Gia comments on Mickey is turning into a dweeb, and then she looks at Stephanie suffering with opening her locker. Just, yeah, I wonder where you get that from. Okay, I think, no, I think I know that uh, Mickey right now is in the running for worst outfit of the episode. I don't know what this, it's like a black shirt that's got like patches of fabric just pasted on it. It just, it looks like a, 
ugly, gross version of Coat of Many Colors. You know that Dolly Parton song? Love the song. Love the song. The Coat of Many Colors probably was a much better looking coat than this shirt that Mickey is wearing. It's just... I know that apparently you can't wear brand names, but it's like literally scraps of fabric sewn together on a black long-sleeved shirt. Ugh. And not all the fabric is the same either. It's all like a mismatch of like shards of fabric that couldn't be used for anything else. Like, let's see what we got in the... Re the I was going to say reject pile, but um, let's see what we got in the uh, not going to go with anything else pile. Oh my gosh. I just want to run over, push Stephanie out of the way, say, let me do it for you because you clearly are never going to open this locker. Here. You see this? You see this, Steph? You pull on this and then you lift it up and then you pull it outward and then boom, your locker's open. I'm sorry, but Stephanie is really agitating me right now just with this locker bit. It's running long. I don't like it. It's just, And we get it more than once. We get it more than once, and I'm just... Stephanie, come on. Let's... Yeah. So, here comes cutie patootie Jamie, played by Eric Lively. And you can definitely can tell that this kid... I'm not going to say you can tell he's a newbie, but he's got the rock and the flannel, the 90s flannel, 1994 flannel. He's got a guitar case on his shoulder. He's, you know, got the, I don't think he's wearing a book bag either. Or backpack, book bag. What do you call your bag in school? Do you call it a backpack or a book bag? Either or. So he's got... A book and like a comp composition notebook. They probably write like song lyrics in or something. He also has army dog tags that are dangling from his neck that probably belong to, let's say, either his dad or an older brother. So Gia is gaga over Jamie. She's like, oh, there's that new kid Jamie I was telling you about. And she's like, ooh, he's hot. Mickey says, ooh, he's hot. And of course, Gia has laid claim to Jamie. She hasn't talked to him yet. Hasn't asked him out. Can you really lay... I don't, can you really lay claim to someone you haven't even had a conversation with? Can you say, he's not fair game. I got dibs. I'm calling dibs right now on that guy. Everyone else, he's off limits. Because Gia says, he's mine. And Mickey asks, well, like, well, has he asked you out yet? And Jesus, cloth he bumped into my desk. So that's a love connection in Gia's mind. Gia is so desperate for a love connection that bumping into her desk qualifies as he likes me, he loves me. We'll be together forever. Finally, because Mickey's, the bell rings, Mickey's like, Steph, I'll see you at lunch. And Steph says, hopefully... She finally lifts it. Finally lifts the lever on the locker. And poof. Poof. Not poop. Poof. It opens. Like the genie popping out of the lamp. 
And Stephanie says, oh, finally. And of course, here's Gia on the side to slam the locker shut as Stephanie's pulling her book bag out. And it shuts right on the strap so you know now it's going to have an issue. You're not going to, oh my goodness. These lockers. This school is a garbage dump. I mean, we saw that bathroom in Fast Friends. It's gross. It's nasty. They, you got to use toilet paper to dry your hands because no one's cleaning or stocking paper towel in the bathroom. The hand dryers don't even work. Gross. It's, it's nasty. It's full-on nasty. Yeah. Gia, all with a smile on her face, like, oops, sorry. Like, yeah, right. Girl, go find someone else to harass. There's your maybe sort of future boyfriend. Why don't you go uh, harass him some more? Or obsess over him, Gia. He's never going to want her. And the way that she goes about it, it's like, girl, you will never have a chance with him. I'm sorry, but you started a rumor about someone. You are never going to have a chance with them. Ever. Jamie I was telling you about. Whoa, he's hot. He's mine. Has he asked you out? Close. He bumped into my desk. <laughs> I gotta go. Staff, I'll see you at lunch. Hopefully. like ripe with a lot of activity going on. We got student council elections next Thursday or is that Tuesday? Boys gym from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Really? So Stephanie's fighting with her locker. Jamie sees this and (laughs) extracts himself from uh, Gia's (laughs) focal point. Like, uh, excuse me here. And then he goes right over to Stephanie. Yes, he is ready to assist a damsel in distress. Even if it's just some fighting to open their locker. Like, uh, excuse me. And then he goes, so Stephanie, like, um, do you need some help with that? And Stephanie's like, yeah. You got a crowbar? And Jamie just simple, simple, simple. Like, oh, well, no, you just gotta lift when you open it. See, he, he, he says it nice. He doesn't say aggressive and angry like I would have. Like, move, staff. Let me take care of it for you. See? You lift it. <laughs> the fact that he's a newbie there at school. Okay, how many shirts is this? Oh, that's a jacket he's wearing. That's green and black flannel jacket. And then he's got a long white looks like he borrowed one of Danny's just long sleeve button up shirts and he's wearing a 
a uh, large white t-shirt on. This kid is just, he's wearing a lot of layers. It's Sam Fran. It's, it's not like Michigan in January or February. <laughs> Plus, of course, 90s, all about the baggy jeans. Gotta wear them baggy jeans. So he introduces himself and says, hey, I'm Jamie. And Stephanie says, yeah, I'm Stephanie. I, I love how she asks about the guitar. So suave. Uh, do you play guitar or is that like a really big pencil bag? I, I love that. I just think that's cute. I love Jamie's confidence here. I really do. He says, actually, I'm in a band. Human pudding. It's almost the way that he says human pudding. It almost sounds like he's asking, like, you heard of us, right? We're all over the place. In 1994. <laughs> all over the place. Yep. I don't know. I mean, when I think human pudding, I just... <laughs> I basically think of a body with no bones inside. It's just... It's weird. A pile of goo, basically. So Stephanie's like, oh yeah, human pudding. What kind of music do you play? And I'm thinking, well, judging by how Jamie looks, classic 90s kid, I'd say he plays some garage band type rock music. Uh, but he just says, loud. Like, yeah, well, that pretty much sums it up. And Stephanie says, cool. Now, Jamie, like, turns to go, but it's like he's gathering uh, courage here. Like, he had courage as a guitarist, like, to talk about, you know, his passion of music. But, uh, he, yeah, of course, you know, he's the new kid. You know, Stephanie's a cutie, and, you know, he wants to this girl out. Yeah, and the way he's, like, I love how he's, like, gripping the wall, like, by, right by the Bay of Lockers that Stephanie's at. It's like he's gripping the wall for support. So that way if she rejects him, he can just crumble to the floor. Uh, <laughs> he's like, listen, my band's playing Friday. You think you might like to go with me or something? And Stephanie says, yeah, that'd be great. So Jamie asks Stephanie, like, look, it's new band night at the Smash Club. Have you ever heard of it? And of course, Stephanie, yeah, she's like, are you kidding? My Uncle Jesse owns the Smash Club. And Je uh, J Jamie says, wow, do I know how to pick him or what? And then, you know, they head off screen, you know, down the hall talking. He's like, hey, maybe if your aunt owns a McDonald's, we can get something to eat after the show. I'm thinking, well, they serve food at Smash Club. Well, I don't know what they serve, but uh, they must serve something. Oh, no, he says, yeah, it's new band night at the Smash Club. You ever been there? And she's like, are you kidding? My uncle Jesse owns the Smash Club. Of course, Gia's been, like, drinking from the water fountain this whole time. And she looks up and she's just got this glare. Like, I'm gonna get that girl for going after my guy. Girl, he wasn't into you. I'm sorry, but I just... Gia just looks like she would come on way too strong for him and it's just uh, I don't plus Jamie and Stephanie are both wearing plaid flannel well he's wearing a yeah they're both wearing do you call it plaid or do you call it flannel or is it one or the other I don't know hi Jamie hi come on open excuse me do you need some help 
help with that? Got a crowbar? Uh, just gonna when you open it. Thanks. No problem. I'm Jamie. Stephanie. Do you play guitar? Is that like a really big pencil bag? <laughs> Actually, I'm in a band. Human pudding? Human pudding? What kind of music do you play? Loud. Cool. <laughs> Listen, my band's playing Friday. Think you might like to go with me or something? Yeah, that'd be great. Cool. It's a new band night at the Smash Club. You ever been there? Are you kidding? My Uncle Jesse owns the Smash Club. <sighs> hey, do I know how to pick them or what? <laughs> Maybe if your aunt owns a McDonald's, we can get something to eat after the show. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to move on to plot two because we're back at the house. We got Jesse, Joey, and Michelle. I'm guessing, I'm not sure what they're making, cookies or something. Because he's asking for vanilla because we got the eggs, we got flour, all that stuff. And the thing is, they're using the kitchen table to do this. They could just as easily use, like, the kitchen counter. They're going to be closer to everything they need. Because they're way over across the kitchen at the table. You need to go all the way over to the refrigerator. It just makes more sense. Plus, it's like, people are going to be eating dinner there. you got a big sopping mess. You're going to have to sanitize that table because I'm sure there's egg goo all over it. <laughs> you don't want anyone getting sick now. So, Jesse's like, hey, Michelle, can you get the vanilla out of the spice cabinet? Jesse's reading the back of a recipe, and he's like, all right, so it says add margarine and then stir vigorously. And Joey's just casually stirring, and Jesse looks down and like, vigorously, man, what are you doing? Let's go. And then Joey does a Star Trek impersonation. I'm giving it all you got, Captain. It can't take no more. Yeah, he says, I'm giving it all she's got, Captain. This spoon can't take no more. Because Jesse's like, come on, warp speed here. And Joey adds, and I've got Klingons. Jesse says, ugh, throwing the recipe in the air. Like, we got to get a blender. You don't need a blender. Just mix it with the spoon. And Jesse finally is like, Michelle, what's taking forever? I asked you for the vanilla. You're still over here by the, the cupboards. And he's like, come on, Michelle, you're killing me. Where's the vanilla? And Michelle says, I don't know. The spice cabinet turned into, into the cleaning cabinet. Well, I mean, they're up high, so it's not like Nikki and Alex would be able to get into that stuff. So that's probably a good thing. And even Michelle has to get up on a step stool to be able to reach the cabinets that are above the microwave. And Jesse says, hmm, so it has. Let me check this out. He figures if one cabinet's been affected, then the other ones most likely have been changed as well. That sounds like an inconvenience there. He's got pots and pans in a cupboard. It's just, it's a, it's a hodgepodge little mess thing going on. Inconvenient, because the way that things are positioned, you're going to have to pull everything out of there just to get one thing. And it just that's just time-consuming and not even worth it. That stuff, usually pots and pans, they go on the cabinet above the floor, I would believe. At least that's what I do, anyway. So if the pots and pans are where the soup used to be, then does that mean that the soup is where the pot... 
No one wants to be crawling along the floor trying to figure out what soup they want. Like, no one wants to do that. No one wants to be hunched over looking at, hmm, what kind of soup do I want? I guess I better make a decision because I can't stay in this position for too long. Okay, this is... Danny, (laughs) it just seems like unlike Danny because Danny comes in and is like, hey, everyone. And Jesse's like, Danny, brace yourself. We've been rearranged. As he pulls open a door and we see work boots? Who's wearing work boots in that house? Nobody! Those are all boots you wear if you're like a construction worker or a foreman or whatever. And the fact that he's even telling, because Danny's clearly the one that did it, but you know, Jesse just wants to bring this to his attention. Like, can you see what's going on here? And if you look... Danny's face, you can clearly tell <clears throat> he's trying to go grow a mustache, which no, no, no. Please don't do that. Let me go on the record saying mustaches not for everybody. Like, I honestly feel like tattoos aren't for everybody. But then again, that's just me. So Danny says, oh yeah, I actually did. Who else in that house is messing around with the cabinets and moving stuff around? Nobody but Danny would do that. And Joey can't even, like, you, Danny, you spend years perfecting your cabinet system. And Danny's answer to this is, Joey, why does everything always have to be where everything is supposed to be? So, yes, he's clearly, these are the ramifications from his breakup with Vicky. That he's changing things around because this is just how he's dealing with his breakup. And unfortunately... Everyone in the house is affected by it. Even Michelle calls it. She asks Danny, like, Dad, are you sick? <laughs> like, this isn't like you. <laughs> she asks to feel his forehead. And she does. And cools the cucumber. And then he kisses her on the cheeks. And honey, I'm fine. And she's like, no, you're not. You're all scratchy. Ugh. He says he's... He says, oh yeah, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm growing a little stash. Why? And he asks Michelle, oh, what do you think of it? And Jesse says, yeah, you know, that would be a good look for you. If the left side, grow- if the left side grows in. And Joey says, yeah, and the right side. <laughs> yeah. So Danny's like, yeah, you guys, you're uh, hilarious. You're cracking me up. And Joey says... Danny, these changes wouldn't have anything to do with your breakup with Vicky, right? Like, Joey, you hit the nail right on the head with that statement. You certainly did. Oh, he says these changes wouldn't have anything to do with you and Vicky breaking off your engagement, was it? Because it's not just they broke up the end of their relationship. They cut off their engagement as well. And Danny just says, look, I'm fine, okay? It's been weeks already. I, I just think it's time for a few changes around here. Yeah, but when those changes start affecting those around you and stuff, like, you're making change for the sake of change. You're not making change to really improve anything. So, he quotes, I thought it was like a Beatles song, to everything turn, 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 there's a season, turn, 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 which reminds me it's time to turn the mattress. Do people do that? Do they turn over their mattress after so many years? Jeremy and I had a mattress for, like, I know it was like from January 2008 until, what the heck did we take apart that bed? 2020? (laughs) 
so it'd been a while. I don't think in that time, I don't think we ever, well, we did try to flip the mattress once, and it just, it didn't look right. Like, it was one of those mattresses that I guess wasn't supposed to be flipped over, or the way it was designed, it's like you can't flip it over because it just doesn't look right, or something, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, that's over a decade of having the same mattress. I don't know how many years, I mean, you go before you end up buying a new mattress, but we can definitely tell, like, yeah, this mattress isn't uh, as good as it used to be. I need to try getting a mattress up those stairs up in the house. Oh, boy. And Michelle says, ah, we've got a real problem here. And Joy says, Danny can, yeah, right, you know, Michelle is correct on this. Danny can deny it all he wants, but this Vicky thing is really eating away at him. And Michelle says, no, that's not it. I mean, we still can't find the vanilla. Jesse's like, uh, no, I'll find the vanilla. Let's see here. And he opens another cabinet door. door, And just sports equipment falls out. Jesse, as he's closing these cabinets he's open and looking for the vanilla, he says, you know, we have to be loving and caring. I say we support Danny with the changes that he's going through. No matter how bizarre they seem to be. Oh, they're making cookies. Okay. That's why they need the vanilla and the eggs and all that stuff. Okay, let's see. We got some basketballs. We got some volleyballs. We got probably a baseball or a wiffle ball. I can't tell. They're all falling. I like to know, yeah, how they were able to get them in there so that way they wouldn't tip. But the fact that as soon as Jesse opens the door, they start just tumbling out of there. Wiffle balls, golf balls, tennis balls. Oh my goodness. Every time a sports equipment ball is just being thrown. Golf balls. Ugh. I'd be a little irritated too if I opened a cabinet door and just sports equipment balls just hit me in the face. He's like, what kind of... Is he out of his mind? I mean, what kind of idiot would put balls in... And then Michelle's like, Uncle Jesse, is that caring or... She's like, Uncle Jesse, do you think that's loving or caring? It's neither. It's negative negativity. All right, then we add the vanilla. Michelle, can you get the uh, vanilla out of the spice cabinet, please? Vanilla, coming right up. All right, so just add margarine and mix vigorously. Go ahead. Vigorously. Come on, man. Warp speed. I'm giving you all I got, Captain. This spoon can't take anymore. <laughs> and I've got Klingons. You gotta get a blender. Come on, Michelle. You're killing me. Where's the vanilla? I don't know. The spice cabinet turned into the cleaning cabinet. So it has. Let me check this out. Look at this. The pots and pans are where the soup used to be. Morning, everybody. Danny, brace yourself. We've been rearranged. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, I did it. You, Danny, you spent years perfecting your cabinet system. Joey, why does everything always have to be where everything is supposed to be? Dad, are you sick? <laughs> Let me feel your forehead. Cool as a cucumber. <laughs> I'm fine, sweetheart. No, you're not. You're scratchy. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I I'm growing a little stash. What do you think of it? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good look for you if the uh, left side grows in. <laughs> and uh, the right side. Hi, guys. Very cute. You're both, you're just, you're cracking me up. Uh, Danny, all these changes wouldn't have anything to do with you and Vicky breaking off your engagement, would it? Absolutely not. Everything is fine. It's been, it's been weeks already, okay? I, I'm over it. I just think it's time for a few changes around here. To everything, turn, 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 there is a season. Turn, turn, turn. <laughs> Which reminds me, it's time to turn the mattress. Excuse me. Boy, we've got a big problem here. You know, Michelle's right. Danny can deny it all he wants, but this Vicky thing is really eating away at him. No, I mean, we still can't find the vanilla. All right. <laughs> Find the vanilla. Listen, guys, you know, Danny's having a little problem with this whole thing, so we're just gonna have to be there for him until he gets over it. And if he wants to make changes, I say we go ahead and, and we indulge him. You know what I'm saying? We have to be loving and we have to be caring, okay? Now let's finish these cookies. We need the vanilla. The... What is he out of his mind? What kind of idiot would put balls? Jesse, do you think that's loving or caring? So, Stephanie goes up to DJ's room to get some advice. She goes and throws her book bag down. It should be hitting a chair that normally is there. but she <laughs> And it's, clearly she does this all the time out of habit because she just throws her book bag down and then looks and notices the chair is missing. Like, oh, Dad's been here. So, yeah, he's hitting every room in that house. I, I don't... I don't like the idea that he's going into the girls' rooms and just moving their furniture because he's trying to change stuff. Like, you want to change your room? Great. You want to change the living room and the kitchen? Fine. But leave the girls' rooms alone. Even the desk that is normally to at, near the end of DJ's bed, that's off by the closet because we see Kimmy paint her nails. Barely have any space to be able to open that closet door and you'll know, pull clothes out for the day. Okay, um, yeah, the bed has been. What? In the, oh, I see it. The bed has been moved against where that desk would be, and then the chair is off in the corner. That is just weird. I don't like that setup. I like how it was before, and don't worry, after this episode, we'll go back to, you know, DJ's room. We'll go back to how it was. The, the computer is even by the window, which is weird, too. I don't like that. So, she tells them she has a date for... Stephanie says, I have a date Friday. And DJ's like, hey, all right, Steph. Way to go. And Kimmy, of course, like, does he have an older brother? Stephanie says, I don't, I don't think so. And, of course, Kimmy says, well, who cares? So, Michelle runs up the stairs and says, hey, Steph, someone named Gia is here to see you. Oh my god. And somebody's like, Ugh, Gia, what does she want? And she's like, do I look like your secretary? Go away. Yeah, Michelle looks after Stephanie leaves. Like, what happened to your room? Hey guys, guess what? Chair's gone. Dad's been here. Anyway, I have a date Friday. Hey, alright, Steph. Does he have an older brother? I don't think so. In that case, who cares? <laughs> Someone named Gia's here to see you. Gia? What does she want? Do I look like your secretary? Like, how does she know where I live? 
What happened to your room? So Stephanie heads downstairs and sees Dia, G Dia, <laughs> sees Gia schmoozing Danny and Becky with, thanks for the autographs. I can't get enough of Wake Up San Francisco. She's probably never even seen an episode. I'm sure she hasn't. Because this isn't on when the girls are in school. Oh, well. Anyway. Yeah. I'd be like, Gia, what are you doing here? How did you find out where I live? She probably got it from Mickey. Mickey, why are you giving out Stephanie's address? This is why we never see Mickey again. <laughs> Mickey, stop giving out my personal information. Especially to people I don't like. I don't want them knowing where I live. Yeah, Becky's like, oh, Steph, we didn't know your friend Gia was such a delight. And Stephanie's like, well... I'm like, she's. I would have said straight there, like, she's not my friend. Why did you let her in the house? I would have made my disdain very well known. Like, you need to go. You are not my friend. You are not welcome in my house. You need to leave. And of course, you clearly fake politeness from Gia. Like, Stephanie, why don't we go to your room and talk? Or there are no witnesses. <laughs> so, Stephanie's like, okay. And they turn to go upstairs. And then Danny says, oh, Gia, stop by whenever you like. Don't invite her back. And, of course, here's another way that Gia schmoozes Danny. She's like, thanks. Great mustache, Mr. Selleck. You know, I always used to get Burt Reynolds and Tom Selleck mixed up when I was younger. I almost, for whatever reason, sometimes probably even thought they were the same person. Well, because I remember Burt Reynolds from the movie Cop and a Half, and then Tom Selleck, of course, from Three Men and a Baby. And they just, I think it's like the same color dark, the same brown hair, same type of mustache thing going on. Just similar build, similar look. To I can see why probably maybe other people other than myself got the two confused. There you go. Thanks for the autographs. I just can't get enough of Wake Up San Francisco. <laughs> well, thank you. It's, it's our pleasure. Hi, Gia. Oh, hi, Stephanie. Steph, we didn't know your friend Gia was such a delight. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> Stephanie, why don't we go to your room and talk? Okay. <laughs> uh, Gia, Gia, stop by whenever you'd like. Thanks. Great mustache, Mr. Selleck. Ew. No. I don't like that. Thanks. You can uh, call me Tom. No. Tom from MySpace? So now we go to the girls' room and we see the changes there. Damn in the world again he's putting a bed by a window that little nook area he moved i'm guessing that's michelle's bed and then he put the desk in the middle of the room and that thing is so heavy michelle is trying so hard to push it to move it out of the way and then there's a little rocking chair which why does any of them need a little child-sized rocking chair in there. Michelle is seven years old. Yeah, and then he moved the little table and chairs. He moved it over where Stephanie's bed used to be by that mirrored closet. And then he moved her bed right to the left of the door. 
that is weird and it just uh i don't like it at all so stephanie brings gia up to her room and says this is my room i think and michelle who's sitting in that little child-sized rocking chair says dad's been busy clearly he needs to stop this is just inconvenient for everybody you don't make changes for the sake of making changes when it affects other people and their rooms. And then Stephanie introduces Gia to Michelle. Gia, this is my little sister Michelle. And this is where we get the phrase little Michelle, where Gia will always <laughs> refer to, she'll acknowledge Michelle in this manner. Hi, little Michelle. Like, she's like three. But here she says, hi, Michelle, do you mind if your sister and I talk? Okay, Michelle is seven. She's not three years old. And I love how Michelle clubs back there with like, are you going to be talking like this? <sighs> and then Gia offers her a, t she's like, if you leave your sister and I alone, I'll give you a Tic Tac. It's almost like she's in an advertisement, a commercial for Tic Tacs. The way that she holds a Tic Tac. I'll give you a Tic Tac. And Michelle's like, oh, gee, a whole Tic Tac just for me. And then she gets up, walks over to Stephanie, rolls her eyes and says, who's your friend? I love how she, and in quotes, um, sometimes it says, imitating Gia. Are you going to be talking like this? Uh, yeah, it's white, too. It's, so it's like mint or winter, whatever. I'd be like, I like cinnamon. Bring me a cinnamon Tic Tac and maybe I'll let you talk to Stephanie. Maybe I'll give you privacy. But until I see a cinnamon Tic Tac... This butt is staying in this little child-sized rocking chair. Sorry. Yeah, it's Michelle Watson. Who's your friend? I'm like, why does everyone assume that Gia's my friend? Clearly anyone seeing this can tell. I have, I've, as far away from Gia as I can humanly get. <laughs> Actually, this works. <laughs> this is my room. I think. What is she just Dad's on the been bed? busy. <laughs> uh, Gia, this is my little oh, sister Michelle. Wadded up autographs. Hi, Michelle. Do you mind if your sister and I talk? Are you gonna be talking like this? <laughs> Tell you what. If you leave us alone, I'll give you a tic-tac. I'm like, how long have you had those? Wow, a whole tic-tac just for me. <laughs> Tastes stale. Blech. Spit it back into her palm. Who's Here your friend? <laughs> listen to So, as soon as Michelle leaves the room, she unloads. She's like, listen, Tanner. What you did today was really low. You knew I liked Jamie, but you went for him anyway. Okay, first of all... She was busy with her locker, so she clearly was tuning out anything anyone was saying, especially any words coming from your mouth, Gia, because she could care less. So, yeah. 
I'd be like, first of all, he approached me. I did not approach him. And he helped me with my locker. So your whole, I went for him. He asked me out. I accepted. Okay. Was I supposed to turn him down? I'm not going to do that because I'm a nice person. GFC, that's the difference between you and me. I'm a nice person. And you right now, your attitude making you a waste of space. Yeah. Sorry, but I don't care for Gia. I honestly feel like even with Steph's influence over her, I just, I just, I don't know. I just was not a huge fan of Gia. I mean, she's okay, but I kind of like Mickey more. I wish we got to know more about Mickey. But I get this. This is the whole, hey, the bad girl turned good by hanging out with Stephanie because she's such a good influence. Gia's mom even says that Steph's such a good influence because later on Gia stopped smoking. But that's in the making out is hard to do episode and I won't be getting to that for a smidge. So, yeah. I just, I don't know. And the thing is, Gia's character here is really no different than the character... I don't know her name. She was in Party of Five, hung out with Claudia, smoking. What the? I don't even know what her name, character's name was in that. But yeah, she was a bad influence on Claudia, the youngest Salinger girl. Hanging out with her, showing her how to smoke. All that. When was that? Probably season two. Maybe season three? But maybe it might have been season two. I just, mm. She just... It almost seems like she's kind of labeled like the bad girl. Like, you know, I'm not labeled so much as maybe typecast is. Like, oh, you got a, you know, bad girl kind of persona and stuff. We're going to use that. That's going to be our, that's going to be our uh, thing for you. Kind of like that boy. I'm trying to think what his name was. And he always got, he got cast as bullies. Like in the Wonder Years Fate episode, he was Eddie Panetti. The actor's name, cannot think of it at the moment. Scott Jacoby? No, was that it? I don't know. Um, he was also a bully in Small Wonder. So it's just like sometimes some of these... The kid who played Brad, Zachary Ty Bryant from Home Improvement, he went on to play bullies in movies. First Kid, and of course, The Rage Carry 2. He just... He comes off that way. I mean, yeah, he's the... I mean, you see him on Home Improvement as an older brother being a bully to his younger brother. But he just... Some... It just seems like... Some people just are getting typecast with, like, a look or a way about them. That they just look like, oh, you would be great being casted as a bully because you got that look or that way about you that you just kind of come off as unlikable. And, I, I mean, well, the characters that they play come off as unlikable, so. And that's kind of going to be hard to kind of break out of. I mean, look at uh, Tom Felton, who played Malfoy for seven, uh, seven years. He played uh, him for eight movies of Harry Potter. The, it seemed like some of the movies that he was getting shortly after that, he was a bully. Look at um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. He played a bully in that one. And I thought there was another movie where he was a bully. It's just, it just seems like you get typecast. There's a movie coming out. Can't remember it. I saw a trailer for it with Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, Brad Pitt. And Daniel Radcliffe is playing a bully. Now, we know him. He's done other things since Harry Potter. 
and we know him as Harry Potter. That's who he, he can do all these other things, all these other movies. But at the end of the day, he will always be to us Harry Potter. So seeing this guy in a preview for a, a, a romantic comedy, adventure comedy about uh, him playing a villain, I'm just like I'm not buying it. I'm just I'm not buying. It. I don't see Daniel Radcliffe as a villain. No matter how you try to make him that way, just he doesn't come off that way. Yeah, Stephanie even says, "Well, I didn't know that you liked him," and she says, "Well, now you know, so you better call your little date off." And Stephanie doesn't back down. She's like, "I'm not doing that." Yeah, you better call your little date off. And Stephanie says, "No way," and she says, "Why?" Gia says, "Why don't you call him? Tell him you're not feeling well, that you're sick." And Stephanie says. I'm not sick. I'm not going to do that. And Gia says, well, fine. It's your funeral. What could Gia do other than start a rumor? Now, mind you, this is 1994. Rumors usually get spread word of mouth. Nowadays, rumors happen so quickly. And you think, see, back then, this kind of stuff, like, stayed in a school, right? Rarely ever got outside of school. Now, these rumors that kids can start in junior high and high school, not only are they in the school, but they can go out into the world, the universe, via the internet. So as much as we love the internet and how helpful and everything it is, and phones and whatnot, and how great they are and everything, there are a lot of people that abuse that power. Namely kids. You know, adults too. I'm not just throwing kids in there. But yeah, they can take it and use it for evil purposes. And I say evil, I feel like spreading rumors and making viral videos of people being harassed at school. And the, the thing is, well, us kids, we could get, you know, us that have been bullied growing up and stuff, we could get away, we could go away from school, we could leave school and we can get away from it. You can't do that now as a kid because it follows you. Because once it's on the internet, it's out there forever. Even if you take a video down, odds are somebody probably has saved it. And that will keep circulating. And it's just, it's horrible. It's so horrible that we live in this world. And I, I even say, I'm like, I'm happy I don't have a kid that's growing up in this world right now like this. I wouldn't wish that on my best friend. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even wish that on myself. That's why I'm happy I grew up in the time that I did without cell phones around. I really, really am. Because kids today, I just, it, it breaks my heart. Kids today that are sadly you know, ending their lives because they can't get away from the bullying and that the aftermath that follows, you know, being bullied and, you know, cyber stalked or and all of it, you know, cyberbullying and everything like that. And it just, it breaks my heart. So, yeah. Gia tries to threaten with intimidation. Basically says, fine, it's your funeral. If you don't call this off. I'm thinking, girl, what she does next, any chances you think you have with this boy, they're gone. Because now you're making yourself just look like, um... A toxic mess. You are pretty much going to turn off any guy in that school that's ever going to want anything to do with you by your actions. Not to mention, 
Jamie's new. He is a new, because she even says it's that new kid, Jamie. So he just moved there. And I, I feel bad. It's like, oh, it almost seems like, a, well, if I can't have Jamie, then no one's going to have him. Like, I'm going to ruin his life because he doesn't want to go out with me. And it's just, it's horrible. She's just a horrible character. This Gia character, it's just, it, she's so horrible. At least in this episode in Fast Friends, there's nothing redeemable about this girl. I don't have sympathy for her. Listen, Tanner. What you did today was really low. You knew I liked Jamie, but you went for him anyway. I didn't know you liked him. Now you know. So you better call your little date off. No way. <laughs> Tommy can't make it. You're not feeling well. I feel fine. Yeah, really. You won't if you don't call off your date. I'm not gonna do that. Fine. To your funeral. Get out of my house, girl! I would have said that if I were some. Get out of my house! So, word of mouth travels fast in this junior high because we see Gia hanging out with a couple girls. And she says, I'm telling you, it's true. Are these the same girls that we see her with at the Smash Club later? Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm telling you, it's true. Here she comes. Let's see if we, let's play a game here, everybody. Let's call, it's called Count the Flannel. Count the Plaid. One, two, three, four. And just the shot alone. Four individuals wearing some sort of plaid. Good golly, Miss Molly. So, Stephanie starts down the hall. All the girls turn. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. Did I, mi I missed. I missed one. Oh, hold on a second. Five. Five outfits of flannel. Some form of a shirt, piece of clothing. With flannel, we got five. Count five. If you want to add a total count, you can add Stephanie and Jamie. So, that count seven. Yeah. So, she comes in. And I gotta say... This is my favorite outfit of Stephanie. I always liked this when I'd see this episode. Like, remember when DJ in season three and four, she wore a lot of blazers? And it's just, it just, I don't know. It's not that they didn't fit right. It just seemed like even partially out of character for DJ. It just seemed, I don't know. But with Stephanie here, this one looks good. It's kind of like a, um... A dark forest green. Is that plaid too? Because if that's plaid, that's going on the plaid counter. Plaid, it counts. There, we got the count up to eight now. And Mickey grabs Stephanie by the shoulder like, Stephanie, get over here. Stephanie asks, like, what are they laughing at? And Mickey says, you, check this out. And there's a big sign that says, Wanna earn big bucks? Date Stephanie. So the bit she is basically putting it out there that Stephanie is a uh, yeah. In block lettering, date Stephanie, earn big bucks, and it's on her locker. Gia, I gotta hand it to her. I'm someone who cuts class all the time, and I'm not surprised. She really didn't put any real thought into it. All she did was use word of mouth and a sign, a white piece of paper with black block lettering. 
Yeah, it's like a mixture of capital letters and middle case letters. Stephanie has to ask, like, Mickey, what does this mean? Like, earn Stephanie. Uh, earn, earn Stephanie. No, <laughs> date Stephanie, earn big bucks. Gia told everyone that Stephanie paid Jamie 20 bucks to go out with her. Oh, mm. Of course, here comes this guy who I don't think we ever see again. He is such a poser. He's got a red backwards hat. He's got some zigzag X Charlie Brown purple lavender shirt pattern dealy going on. He's I don't know what he's got in his backpack, but the way that he's holding it, he's holding it like it's on his sh the shoulder. It's on his like shoulder, but then he's holding the bottom of it. I'm like, what do you got in that bag, kid? So he's like, hey, Steph, I'll go out with you. I need a new bike. No, kid, what you need is to find um, some clothes that doesn't look like. Uh, I don't know. I don't like this kid. He's weird. Who are these kids? These kids look younger than, I get it's junior high, and Stephanie's in, like, sixth grade still. But these four kids that whoever the heck this, I think his name is Scott, he's, like, high-fiving these kids who seriously look like they're in fourth grade. Like, where did they fuck? Can we get some kids that all look like they're in the same grade? I mean, my goodness. I know that gr sometimes growth spurts haven't hit, but these kids literally, they look like they're 10 and they're hanging out with 13-year-olds. So, Mickey's like, hey, hang in there. Oh! Count up to nine. We got uh, Mickey's plaid, le uh, plaid leggings, so that counts too. So, Jamie comes over to Stephanie like, hey, Steph, look, we gotta talk. And Stephanie holds up the sign and says, yeah, about this? And Jamie says, yeah. Look, everyone's been ragging on me. Who started this? And Stephanie says, it's Gia. She told me that if I didn't break our date, she'd make my life miserable. Not just make her life miserable, but now make Jamie's life miserable. Oh, again, the Scott kid comes up. Oh, I don't like him. He's such a... Ugh. He's like, hey, Jamie. Oh, I was wondering. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to bother you at work. So, Stephanie apologizes. You know, she didn't mean to bring on this attention, unwanted attention to Jamie. Look, look, I'm sorry about this. If you want to break the date, I understand. And Jamie caves. He caves under this pressure. It's like, I'm new. I can't have this following me around. So instead of standing his ground and gathering his courage, he says, look, maybe that's a good idea. And Stephanie's surprised, like, oh, you do? Like, yeah, sorry, Steph. And then he leaves. He he buckles under pressure, you know? I mean, he's new. He, he doesn't stand up for himself when he really should. Which probably being the new kid, it's like, you gotta expect, you know, I shouldn't say you gotta expect this stuff when you're new. But you gotta be strong. I know it's hard to do, rise above the rumors and everything like that. He apologizes. He's like, sorry, Steph. And she says, yeah, me too. So he walks away, and then, of course, across the hall, we see Gia waving. Girl, you realize you have no shot with that guy now, right? 
You do realize that. You've ruined any chance. Okay. Plaid count goes up to 10 with Gia's plaid shirt. I don't think I mentioned that. But we got a plaid count total for this episode up to 10. I'm telling you, it's true. Here she comes. <laughs> Stephanie, get over here. What are they laughing at? You. Earn big bucks? What does that mean? Gia told everybody that you paid Jamie 20 bucks to go out with you. It's all over school. What? Hey, Steph. I'll go out with you. I need a new bike. <laughs> Hang in there. <laughs> Steph, we gotta talk about this. Yeah, everybody's been ragging on me. But who started this? It's Gia. She said if we didn't call for a date, she'd make my life miserable. Hey, Jim. I was wondering... Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to disturb you at work. <laughs> Listen, I'm really sorry about all this. If you want to make the date, I understand. Maybe that's a good idea. It is? Sorry, Steph. Yeah, me too. We got Danny having Jesse and Joey lift that heavy organ and put it in the middle of the living room. It's like, stop right there. Okay, this is the perfect spot. And Joey's like, in the middle of the living room? And Danny says, yeah, absolutely. This is a good idea. He says, you know what? It'll be a conversation piece right here. And Joey says, oh, you think so? And Danny says, see, we're talking about it already. No, it's not a good space for it. DJ and Kimmy come in and DJ says, interesting, organs in the middle of the room. And Danny asks, hmm, am I wrong? Or is this house abuzz with organ-related chatter? That organ has not been touched since season one. So don't say that that organ needs to be in the middle of the room because it's only been used once that we know of. In this show. And even Cammy notices Danny's not himself. She says, Deej, your dad's totally flaked out. And DJ explains, well, it's this whole splitting up with Vicky thing. We're just trying to be supportive. And Cammy's like, okay. And then she's, so Cammy's like, yeah, I understand. Patting DJ on the shoulder. Hey, soup for one. Mind if I tickle the ivories? So she's going to play on the organ so that organ will get a second chance at being used on the show danny's got the um the cushion seat whatever you want to call that thing <laughs> that goes right now that you sit down while you're playing the organ so Kimmy starts playing because we know that Kimmy is a whiz when it comes to keyboards, pianos, all the good stuff. So she starts singing. They say that breaking up is hard to do. And Danny just drops that uh, organ seat. Says, you know what? I think maybe the organ should go somewhere else. Kimmy, when she's singing, she's putting emphasis on 
hard to do. <laughs> yeah, he says, you know what? I think that the or I like the like the organ better over there. Yeah. There, you know, out of the way, just to the right of the door. Yeah. It doesn't need to be in the middle of the living room. And he's like, okay, what's left? Uh, Joey's room, excuse me. No, no, not Joey's room. Just leave it alone. Uh, has he done anything to Jesse and Becky's place? Danny, honestly, kitchen, living room, your bedroom, your domain. Great, even the bathroom. I don't know really what you're going to be able to fix and change in there because you can't move the tub and you can't move the sink. They're pretty much, you know, there. But uh, <laughs> just leave stuff alone. You want to change your own bedroom? Go for it. I say go for it. But when the change starts affecting everyone else in that house, because you got like 10 people there, just stop. You want to change something? Go take up a new hobby. Well, Jesse and Joey are struggling to move that organ. Joey says, you know, I don't care how upset Danny is. I like my room the way it is. And then Danny says, hey, do we have the chainsaw gassed up? What? What? No. Stop. 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 And Danny stated I would not be putting a chainsaw in that man's hands. I would not. And <laughs> Jesse even says, oh, what's Danny going to do? Rearrange your bullwinkle nightlight? Keep going. Stay with me here. Keep going. Stop! Drop the Whirlitzer. This is the spot. In the middle of the room? Absolutely. This, this is a good idea. You know what? It'll be a conversation piece here. Oh, you think so? See, we're talking about it already. Interesting. Organs in the middle of the room. Am I wrong, or is this house abuzz with organ-related chatter? Hmm? Paige, your dad's totally flaked out. It's this whole splitting up with Vicky thing. We're just trying to be supportive. I understand. Hey, soup for one. <laughs> Mind if I uh, tickle the ivories? They say that breaking up is hard to do. You know what? I, I think that I like the organ better over there, okay? What's left? Oh, Joey's room. Excuse me. You know, I don't care how upset Danny is. I like my room the way it is. Oh, what's he gonna do? Rearrange your bullnickel nightlight? <laughs> hey, guys, is the chainsaw gassed up? <laughs> Let's go, Rug! So, Stephanie comes in, slams the door, and plops down on the front steps. And she says, Oh, I hate my life. And Gigi says, Hmm, let me guess, bad day at school? So, Stephanie launches into what happened. She says, Gia told everybody that I paid Jamie 20 bucks to go out with me. And Kimmy's like, 20 bucks? Prices sure have gone up since I was in, in school. Yeah, <laughs> Kimmy's like, 20 bucks? Boy, prices sure have gone up since I left junior high. And Stephanie makes it enormous like, look, it's just a rumor that Gia started to scare him off. And boy, did it work. And Stephanie says, oh, I gotta get her back somehow. And Kimmy says, well, I mean, I could lend you my gym socks to stick in her locker. And DJ says, Kimmy, she wants to hurt her, not hurt her, not kill her. Because we all know how lethal Kimmy's foot smell is. I hate my life. Let me guess. Bad day at school? 
Jean told everybody that I paid Jamie 20 bucks to go out with me. 20 bucks? Boy, prices sure have gone up since I left junior high. <laughs> it's just a rumor Gia started to scare him off. Boy, did it work. Gotta get her back. Well, I can lend you my gym socks to stick in her locker. <laughs> Kimmy, she wants to hurt her, not kill her. So, yeah, Danny now... Oh, I think the flannel count is up to 12 now with Nikki and Alex. <coughs> Steve is even uh, there eating with the fam. That's pretty cool. Steve's a wrestler. He'll eat just about anything. So, yeah, it looks like they are, I guess, going for Japanese food. Yeah, because the table is gone, and they have these cushions they're sitting on, and then this low table, which I think after a while, even with a cushion like that, like, your your butt's going to hurt, I, I would imagine, anyway. And Danny's like, hey, what's everyone think of this? Great, right? And they're all like, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. They're trying to be supportive, like, yeah, it's great. And Danny's like, hey, Nikki, Alex, what do you think of the chopsticks? And they're, like, tapping the chopsticks on their bowls. I don't know are those kids going to be into that. Because even toddlers, aren't they pretty particular about what they eat? We already know how Danny had said to Vicky once about how particular the girls are about what they eat. Especially Michelle. When, uh, yeah, Vicky was cooking the goat cheese pizza and the pesto spaghetti. Pesto pasta or something. Yeah, and DJ's like, yeah, this is really great, Dad. What could be more authentic than sharing a Japanese meal with your friend, your family and friends? And your golden retriever, yes, here comes Comet 1.0. And he just starts eating out of a bowl. He starts eating out of the bowl that's right next to Michelle. <laughs> okay. You can, uh, the way I have this paused, I mean, this is Comet that we've seen since season four. So he's around five, six, seven, about four years old here. As I have it paused, we can definitely see a little bit of gray just under the nose the, at the muzzle. And then just a itty bitty bit of white kind of in, in the face area. Not too much, not too much, but... I kind of wonder, I just, I really would like to know, like, maybe they had just retired Comet 1.0 at the end of the season, and then they brought in Comet 2.0 in season 8. I mean, clearly they probably just put some type of dog food in there for the dog to eat. The dog's like, yay! Free meal! Because DJ's like, yeah, and your golden retriever. And then Danny gets up and says, oh, Comet! Sayonara, boy. And he pulls him. Because the dog is wearing a choke chain the whole time. I think on the show, yeah, I think he's always wearing a choke chain. We, I don't think we ever see a collar as far as a, a dog collar with an ID tag or anything like that. At least, not that I can see. But I remember in season 8, Comet was wearing a black dog collar with tags on it. So, Danny's like trying to bribe Comet. Like, hey, there's sushi outside. I don't, mm, would you feed your dog raw fish? I don't know. I don't know how they'd handle it, how their tum-tum would do. So, while Danny's distracted with Comet, Michelle asks, like, how long do we have to eat on the floor? 
So Jesse's like, well, I guess maybe in, one, until your dad gets over this post Vicky Blues thing. Danny or uh, Jesse says, or one more day, whichever comes first. So Danny is just relishing in the fact that his family, you know, he gets to watch everyone experience this new food and hanging out around this table settings with instead of chairs we have you know cushions or pillows or whatever you want to call them it's like nikki alex how are you making out with your chopsticks one of the t the twin in the blue plaid is just like hitting the chopsticks with his you know on his uh bowl and then the the one in the green plaid is doing something really weird where he's doing the da -da, you know moving his head and it's like he's crossing his eyes at the same time. So I don't know whether this is the energetic, this is the more, like, goofy twin or what. Um, and then, of course, DJ and Steve kind of smile, like, oh, adorable. And Becky does, okay, so the one in the green is Alex. She says, Alex, chopsticks are not a toy. I, I, what is the appropriate age for a child to use chopsticks? I'd say no one under the age of, like, Maybe six or eight. Because uh, chopsticks, they got sharp pointy ends. You're going to... A kid could hurt themselves with those things. And Alex says, what about Joey? And he's pretending to be a walrus with his chopsticks in his mouth. Like their teeth. Everyone looks at Joey like, Joey, please. Let's all be adults here. Michelle is acting more adult than you are right now. As she rolls her eyes at you. So what do you guys think? Uh, great. Uh, really great. Yeah, this is a great idea, Dad. What could be more fun than sharing an authentic Japanese meal with your family and friends? <laughs> and your golden retriever. Sayonara, boy. Come on, that's enough. Oh, There's sushi outside. Just Come on. How long do you have to eat on the floor? Well, until your dad gets over this post-Vicky Blues thing. Or one more day, whichever comes first. Imagine oh, this is so much fun. Yeah. Watching my family having a good time, enjoying their dinner, savoring new experiences. Nikki, Alex, how are you guys making out with your chopsticks? <laughs> Chopsticks are not a toy. Roar, roar, Mickey comes over. She's got something under her jean jacket. That's not a jean jacket. That's just a long, like, denim shirt. Okay, anyway. So she's like, hey, cool, you guys went Japanese. And they asked, Danny asked you, like, hey, there's plenty to go around if you want to, you know, hang out and eat with us. She said, meh, no thank you. And then she looks at Danny and says, oh, Mr. Tanner, you got some soy sauce on your lip. And he's like, no, actually, it's a, a mustache. <laughs> like, uh, right. And Stephanie asks, like, hey, Gia, do you have the file? You brought it, right? Like, of course I did. So clearly, Mickey snuck into the office and got Gia's permanent file. I mean, this is the same girl who was able to get donuts from the teacher's lounge. What can't Mickey... See, I really, honestly, I kind of wish we had kept Mickey. So, Steve's like, hey, don't worry about it, Mr. Tanner. I mean, I tried to uh, grow a mustache once. And DJ looked at him surprised, like, I've known you for over a year. When have you ever had a mustache? 
she's like, oh, what happened? And I love how quiet Steve gets like, oh, uh, nothing. And he goes back to eating. <laughs> so Stephanie asks, like, if she can be excused. Look, uh, Mickey and I got work to do. And Danny's like, okay, but, you know, you're, you're going to miss the eel. Oh, <laughs> I'm already like starting to feel kind of about it. I don't, I don't want, let's move on. Let's move on. Cause I don't want to be sick. Stephanie says, I'll get over it. I'll get it. Dig in everyone. You passed the slice. Can I ask them about that? Sure. Hi. Hey Mickey. Hi Steph. Hey, cool. You guys went Japanese. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Tanner. You got a little soy sauce on your lip. <laughs> that's a that's a mustache. Sure it is. I keep telling hey, come you on, don't worry about it, Mr. Tanner. I mean, I tried to grow a mustache once. What happened? Nothing. <laughs> Dad, can I be excused? Mickey and I have some work to do. Okay, but you're gonna miss the eel. I'll get over it. <laughs> Did you get Gia's file? Right here. So what Becky says next has Michelle really questioning about what she's putting in her mouth. Like, that comes in as a shock. She says, you know, Danny, uh, this sushi tastes so good, you don't even think of it as raw fish. And Michelle, that's holding, I don't know what she's holding. Something. And she's like, I'm eating raw fish? And Joey says, no. Michelle says, oh, thank goodness. And Joey says, you're eating squid. I'm like, if she likes it, why bother telling her what it, I mean, it's only because she found out what it is that now she doesn't like it. Spits it right out. She was enjoying it half a second ago. That's the thing I, I gotta say. Unless someone is allergic to something and you, they don't know that there's something in there they could be allergic to. Unless that, if they're enjoying it, do you really want to tell them what it is? I mean, if they don't know. I've always kind of wondered that. I mean, if they're enjoying it, and you think, oh, if I tell them it's mixed with, like, um, I don't know, something uh, that they probably wouldn't normally eat, and then all of a sudden they spit it out just because, oh, like, ew, I'm eating blah, 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 blah. It's like, but you were enjoying it just a second ago. As soon as, like, as soon as I told you what it is, you don't like it anymore. And Michelle is the one that breaks, like, the silence on this whole thing. Like, they've all kind of kept it, you know, let's be supportive of him during this time. And Michelle's like, no, I'm not doing this. She says, Dad, look, we know you're sad about Vicky, but I just had a squid in my mouth. But you were enjoying it, Michelle? What? Just because now you know what it is, you don't like it? I don't get that. I don't get it. This comes as a shock to Danny that he's surprised that everyone feels this way. Like, wait a minute. Who here thinks I'm sad about Vicky? Well, Danny, the way that you're going about things, changing everything instead of dealing with your feelings, I mean, ugh. But I think Danny's shirt counts as plaid count number f number 13 in this episode. We haven't even, <clears throat> we have not even gotten to the Smash Club yet, so we could have a higher plaid count after this. Even Nikki and Alex raise their hands. Uh, even Steve raises his hand. I'm surprised that Kimmy isn't there eating with them, because she's usually always over there. 
I mean, she's over there more than Steve's over there. Danny, Danny denies it. Like, well, for your information, I haven't thought about Vicky once today. Or about, <clears throat> you know, how much I, I, I miss her. Or when she'd crinkle her nose when I spray too much air freshener in the room. Ads are, you know, where she is right at this very moment. And Becky says, you know, Danny, it's normal to feel pain, but going around changing everything, just that's just avoiding your feelings. And Jesse's like, yeah, then we end up sitting around on the floor with a gut full of bait. And Danny says, you know, I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, because, you know, the truth is I, I do miss her, but I, I guess I can't change that by trying to change everything else, huh? Dan, uh, Joey even says, like, look, Danny, you know something? It's just, it's going to take time, that's all. And Danny says, you're telling me. This took, and he's pointing to his upper lip. He says, this took four days. I thought I'd hit puberty by now. I thought I already went through puberty. <laughs> I thought I'd reached puberty already. And he says, you know, thanks for putting up with me, everybody. And everyone's really understanding. Like, we understand. You know, it's no problem. No big deal. And Joey's like, you know, until then, can we kind of, you know, get back to normal around here? Like, maybe not sitting on the on cushions on the floor where our knees and legs are going to cramp up from sitting like this? Ugh. I don't envy that. I really, really don't. I've never sat on a cushion on the floor and tried to eat like that. But I know after a while, with your legs bent, knees bent, and your legs bent inward like that, your, your legs are going to cramp. They're going to, there is no way, you can't, like, stretch your legs out the way that this table is, and you can't extend them, so it's like, yeah, your legs are really going to start to cramp after a while. <laughs> and Danny says, you know, getting back to normal sounds pretty good right about now. Jesse can't get up from that table fast enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's fry up these suckers. I think I, I tried sushi once, but then again, maybe it didn't count because it came from a grocery store. It's just, to me, I didn't care for it. It just wasn't, uh, didn't work for me. Can you do that? Can you heat that sushi up and wouldn't it kind of ruin the effect of it? You know, Danny, this sushi tastes so good, you don't even think of it as raw fish. I'm eating raw fish. No. Thank goodness. You're eating squid. Ew! Dad, you know you're sad about Vicky, but I just had a squid in my mouth. Wait a minute, everybody. Who, who thinks I'm sad about Vicky? Well, for your information, I, I haven't thought about Vicky once today, or, or how much I miss her, or, you know, where she is right at this very moment. You know, the way she'd crinkle her cute little nose when I'd spray too much air freshener in the room. Danny, it's normal to feel pain, but, you know, going around changing everything, that's just avoiding your feelings. Yeah, then we end up sitting around on the floor with a gut full of bait. I'm sorry. Truth is, I... I do miss her. But I guess I can't change that by trying to change everything else, huh? Hey, you know something, Danny? I think it's just going to take some time. You're telling me. This took four days. I thought I'd reached puberty already. Thanks for putting up with me, guys. We understand. Okay, but until then, can we just maybe get back to normal around here? Yeah, you know what? Getting back to normal sounds pretty good right about now. <laughs> Hallelujah.
Let's fry up these suckers. All right. Let's go. All right, so we go to school. We got uh, Gia's blown up report card. Report date, November 19th, 1993, grade 7, Gia Mahan. It's got her student number. It's got her homeroom. Let's look at days absent. 15, 13, oh, it's for different classes. 15, 13, holy, oh my gosh. How is this not being reported to her mom? I'm sure they like send a a letter home and Gia gets the mail and she just throws it away or they'll like call her and leave a message and she'll delete it. Oh my god, look how many days! 15, 13, 14, 12, 13, 14, 15? Let's see, homeroom. Where are these weird P for homeroom? I don't know what that means. F for Mr. Luke. Oh, the one she thought who was hot. Mr. Lucas gave her an F. Uh, science, Mr. and Mrs. Warren got a D. Got an F for English. Language arts, F. She's got an English and a language arts? Uh, social studies, she's got a D. She's also got a D in... PE as well. So San Francisco, California, DiMaggio Junior High School. I don't know. It says also says citizens citizenship, which the first one is W, but then the rest are all U. So I don't know what that means. It says GPA point or no, it says zero point three three. Oh, in all of her classes, she missed two weeks of school. How? Oh my gosh. Well, Scott comes in announcing to the kids that he's with says, Hey, guys, check it out. Somebody blew up Gia's report card and stuck it on the wall. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Mickey and Stephanie are kind of standing by. It's like, oh, that's terrible. Who would do such a thing? And they slap high five. Okay, flannel count now up to 14 with Mickey's plaid dress. 15 with Jamie's. He comes in wearing plaid. Plaid, plaid, plaid all over. So yeah, Jamie comes over to Stephanie and says, hey, look, Steph, I'm really sorry about yesterday. Yeah, he finally gets that confidence. Look, I'm not gonna let Gia run my life. I'm not gonna let her scare me off. So are we still on for uh, tonight at the Smash Club? And Stephanie says, gee, this day keeps getting better and better. So if it's okay with you, are we still on for the Smash Club tonight? She says, yeah, gee, this day keeps getting better and better. So you see all the kids laughing, and we see a sign above Gia's blown up report card that says dishonor roll. <laughs> and Jamie's like, what's going on over there? And Stephanie says, oh, just something I like to call sweet revenge. She definitely did. Yeah, and Jamie even says, look, she had it coming anyway. <laughs> All right, Steph. So, yeah, she definitely did have it coming. So, he's like, hey, see you tonight. And she's like, tonight. I wish he had stuck around. And, I mean, clearly Stephanie can handle herself here. 
I wish you'd stayed around for Gia's reaction. And of course, Mickey turns around and says to Stephanie, here comes Gia. Like, all right, let's see what happens. Okay. Seeing Jamie go past, um, you know, leaving the room there or leaving the hallway and then he comes through the door as Gia comes through the door and they actually smile at each other. So I think the fact that Jamie smiled, like, knowing, like, what Gia's gonna face, and Gia mistook it as, uh, interest, I guess. So Scott goes over to Gia and says, hey, Gia, what's zero plus zero plus zero? And Gia says, I give up, Scott. And he says, you're great point average. GPA and junior high, I didn't even know that was a thing. So Gia pulls down the poster board or whatever that material is, you know paper is made out of and she's like who did this and then Stephanie of course kind of waves at her and then Gia goes over and says you little you little it's like she can't even think of a comeback and somebody says well now we know why you got an F in English and the bell rings of course kids are going off to class and Mickey says we got her good and then Scott says to Stephanie, ruthless stuff. I love it. And then Stephanie goes over to Gia, who's got her head in her locker, and says, so, Gia, I guess this means we're even, huh? Gia turns. A single tear falls down from her eye. I'm like, okay, girl. Here we go. I'm going to unload because this has always peed me off, always angered me. The fact that Gia's getting upset. Girl, you just messed with two people's lives. Stephanie's and Jamie's. And I'm going to say this. If you dish it out, you better darn well be able to take the clapback that's coming your way afterward. Granted, yes, there are other ways to handle problems. And yes, maybe revenge on someone isn't the best way to do that. But still, it's like, if you throw that out into the universe, expect to get payback for that. Because you can't just mess with somebody, or in this case, to somebody's, and not expect retaliation. You can't do that. Eventually, at some point, the person being bullied is going to dust themselves off, and they're going to, they're going to come, they're going to come back and just say, hey. I'm not taking this anymore. You can't expect... I, I'm, I'm sorry, bullies, but, you know, as far as I'm concerned, in some... These TV show instances, like what Stephanie did, it's like, yeah, you got what you would deserve 110%. Yeah, those are clearly glycerin tears, not just coming out of one eye, but there's also a tear track coming out of the other. I'm just like, Gia, come on. Don't even go there. There is, I'm trying to, what is this? The inside of Gia's locker says 171 and it says, Hi, Berna, I'm guessing that's Bernadette or something. You can barely read it. Something, I can't tell. He slams her locker shut and shows her tear-stained face to Stephanie. Stephanie, of course immediately stops smiling, realizing, oh, I hurt this girl's feelings. Because Stephanie, at the end of the day, has a heart of gold. She doesn't like, 
you know, she should feel great, but she feels just absolutely rotten inside. Like, maybe this wasn't the right way to do this. <laughs> Check it out. Somebody blew up Gia's report card and stuck it on the wall. Oh, that's terrible. Who would do such an awful thing? <laughs> Steph, listen, I'm really sorry about yesterday. I'm not going to let Gia run my life. So, if it's okay with you, are we still on for the Smash Club tonight? Yeah. Gee, this day's just getting better and better. <laughs> What's going on over there? A little thing I like to call sweet revenge. <laughs> All right, Steph. Yeah, well, she had it coming anyway. See you tonight. Night. Here comes Gia. Hey, Gia. What's zero plus zero plus zero? I give up, Scott. You're grade point everything. <laughs> why you got an F in English. <laughs> we got her good. <laughs> Ruthless, Steph. I love it. So, Gia, looks like we're even. Smash Club that Jesse owns, and it's junior high night at the Smash Club. Apparently, you do not see any adults, which is probably just as well. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, hey, he, Jesse's working his way through the crowd of little <laughs> thirteen-year-olds, and just saying, hey, nice haircut, yeah, get your groove on, work up an appetite, buy some food.'" So, he's clearly not losing, he, he's losing money on these kids. You'd think these kids would be hungry, right? Well, they're all about the music, so they're all, you know, they're, gonna, they're teenage kids, they're gonna buy food, don't worry about, they gotta work up that appetite. They probably just had dinner an hour ago, after, before they came to the Smash Club. So, we got Mickey and Scott, who's, I don't know what he's doing with that, uh, <laughs> sleeveless puffy jacket. It's like he's trying to uh, pretend he's Marty McFly or something from Battle of the Future. <laughs> and of course we got Jamie and Stephanie. They're all sharing a booth. I love the color of these booths. They're kind of like, uh, it's metallic like I wouldn't say like a bluish, it's like a bluish green kind of, not not teal, but I just, I like the sparkles in the table. <laughs> so, Jamie notices right off the bat, like, something's up with Steph. Like, Steph, you alright? You seem kind of quiet. And she, oh, I'm fine. I'm thinking, yeah, the guilt is getting to her. That's the thing with Stephanie, though, is when she does something like that, which she... She feels guilty. I would be this honestly. I probably would feel the same way. 
I probably would feel guilty afterwards. Like, oh, that was so not me. I was... Granted, yes. I mean, I feel deep down like she had deserved a taste of her own medicine. And she couldn't handle it, apparently. It's like you can dish it out, but you gotta be able to take whatever clapback comes your way. And you can't dish it out and not expect that to come at you like that. Come on. Can we say that there is more originality in what Gia and, what Gia? No. What Stephanie and Mickey cooked up with the whole blowing up the grade report card or whatever. I mean, that's classic. right? I, wow. That's classic right there. So Jamie excuses himself because he has to tune up with the band, you know, make sure they're into it. Well, I'm sure they would have done that beforehand, but then again, they're junior high kids. I don't know just how far these kids like to plan ahead, you know. Let's arrive early, make sure that everything's ready to go. I mean, if you got a gig, make sure everything's tuned up and up to date, like, days in advance. So that way, if there's any problem, you can get it fixed ahead of time. So, Gia walks in with those two girls that she was hanging with. Like, I'm telling you, it's true. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so she comes in with those two girls. The blonde and the, um... Oh, Asian? I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway. Yeah, she comes in with the two girls. And Scott, of course, has to bring, like... I didn't think that Gia'd have the guts to show up tonight. And she does show up. She stops by Stephanie's table. And she just walks away. And Stephanie kind of braces herself for whatever Mickey has to say. Not Mickey. Why am I? Oy, oy, oy. I'm sorry. It's like... 9.59 in the morning. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and Gia doesn't have anything, any clap back, none of that stuff. So, she walks away. So, the girls take a seat in the booth. I'm guessing it's right next to Stephanie's. Gia sits on one side, the blonde hair and the dark haired girl sit on the other here comes Kimmy, gorgeous vest. I love the colors, beautiful, beautiful. I remember when she, she worked so hard on that during the opening, another show, another opening, or another opening, another no-show or something like that. I haven't covered that episode. That's when Jesse opens the Smash Club. And, yeah, she worked so hard on, you know, making that jacket look less basic black, you know? That, or not jacket, it's a vest. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a vest. And she's got all these popping, beautiful colors. Very bright. They're, you know, it just speaks to who Kimmy is, her personality. And I guess Jesse makes a comment. And usually, and we've seen the guys make comments to Kimmy over the years. And she's never really turned around and was like, hey, why are you saying that to me? Or why are you hurting? She does admit in this episode, not in this episode, but in that episode when Jesse opens the Smash Club and she and Jesse wind up locked in that storage room. She does admit, you really hurt my feelings. I worked all, I worked all night on this. I worked really hard on this vest. So, 
Usually with jobs, I don't really see how they would want you making any alterations to the uniform. But being that it's not like an official business or anything like that. It's not like she's working at a Walmart or something like that or some other business. Like, no, no alterations. You can't put any cool stuff on your vest or whatnot, your smock. So... So she, I love how she comes over, bright as a daisy, just smiling. Kimmy is the greatest. She's like, hey, junior heisters, what can I do you for? What can I get you? And then uh, Gia immediately turns into one of those type of customers. Bring us some menus and do something about the sticky table and try not to take forever. Yeah, she's one of those types. I'm like, girl, where do you think you are? Where do you think you are? Who, how do you think you have the right to talk to somebody like that? Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> Kimmy comes along behind the counter and Jesse, who's, I'm guessing, filling a sugar container or salt container or something. As Kimmy mutters, that's one cappuccino I'll be spitting in. And he kind of, he looks up, like, what, excuse me? <laughs> it's like, did I just, are you right? I love Jesse's reaction. He slow, he lifts his head up slowly and then turns his head very, ever so slowly in Kimmy's direction, kind of giving her the glare, like, I'm trying to keep this business open and you're spitting in people's cabs. She is like... <laughs> this is like, um, have you ever seen the movie Waiting? When did that, that one came out? I swear that one came out in like 2008 or something like that. Because it was out when I worked at Blockbuster Video. And oh my gosh, it really makes you think about, yeah, oh, it came out in 2005? Oh my gosh. You know, and that movie, honestly, it really makes you think. And you get, it's like an eye-opener. You see people in the service industry, what they go through to make sure you have the best customer service possible. You know, they're surviving really on, on tips and everything like that. And also just, it makes us think, it's like, do we need to be that outraged over the smallest little things? Honestly, and, and thinking about from that point of view of the waiter or waitress and just seeing, I mean, if you could see yourself, like, this is you. This is how you're reacting over something. And, and not to mention, think about when you're out in public, that is the image of you that everyone around you is getting. Is that really the image of yourself that you want to project out? I mean, I know it's like, oh, I don't care what people think of how I act. It's like, yeah, I know. And clearly by your actions and how you, you know, is you, you don't care. But it's just, is that really your best self that you want to project out to total strangers that probably are going to remember that, probably going to go off and tell friends, family. Oh my gosh, I went to this restaurant and you won't believe this person. Oh my god. And the thing is, it also makes it, in that movie Waiting, you also kind of get to see a little uh, sneak peek 
and what goes on behind the scenes of people that are cooking your food. Now, I'm not saying everyone's like that in the kitchen at restaurants. I'm not saying that. But I am saying it really makes you think about maybe you should treat your server you know, nicer. I mean, yes, there are some servers that probably could come off as rude, snide, snotty, they've had a long day, that doesn't excuse their behavior either. But it's just the way that you, what you're giving off to them and your attitude and your everything. So you don't know what they're doing behind those, those doors. You don't know what they're doing to your food in the kitchen. So, uh, yeah, just, I could even call this a word of warning, but yeah, don't, you don't mess with the people that make your food is what I'm saying. I guess it boils down to. Okay, I gotta say, ooh, I think, mm, man, this, honestly, this has been a day or so since I uh, got back on this episode, but I, I'm trying to remember, and Scott is wearing a red hat backwards, a red sleeveless puffy jacket, and I know how I like red, but he is not getting best outfit. Oh, gosh, who's going to get worst? I'm trying to remember whether I even... I probably did choose worst, but, uh, I don't like Scott's, it's like a tropical rainforest explosion shirt. I just, I don't like it. It, it clashes with his red attire. And Mickey clearly is like, no, Steph and Gia, they need to hash this out, whatever this is, this whole thing. So, perfect time. Great song comes on. Vicky's like, oh, I love this song. Scott, dance with me. He's like, nah, I don't want it. And she, like, drags him out of the booth. He's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and Scott is, like, the first, like, 13-year-old I've seen there that's got an earring. Oh, my gosh. What is the appropriate age? I mean, when it comes to, you know, I, I understand with girls it's, you know, that's different, you know. But with guys, it's just like, what is the appropriate age that a parent would let their son get an ear piercing? Of course, Jesse notices Steph's long face and says, hey, Steph, what's happening? You having fun? You don't look like you're having fun, sweetie. So Jesse slides into the booth, and I love this Uncle Denise talk. I just, he gives the best. He really, really does. And she says, well, a girl spread this awful rumor about me. And apparently Jesse, Jesse, he knows about rumors. Apparently there was a rumor about him back in the day. Yeah, he says, uh, same thing happened to me in junior high school. There was this ugly, awful, vicious rumor about me and a root perm. Root perm? How does that so you just perm the roots? I, I, I don't... I did something really mean to get back at her, you know, but I think I really hurt her feelings. You know, Steffi is just... I think she feels like maybe she's better than that. Like, maybe she did... She did. She stooped to Gia's level. It's like fight fire with fire, that kind of thing. Like... You give it to me, I'm going to give it back to you double. That kind of thing. And just and we know Stephanie, she's she's not like that. That's not Stephanie. And I like what Jesse says after. No. And Jesse says, you know, you thought it would make you feel good, but it didn't, huh? 
And she, you know, I thought revenge was supposed to be sweet. So how come I feel so lousy? And I love what Jesse says here. Well, you've been cursed with a good heart. A good heart. I love that. That is honestly the sweetest thing. Just the fact, yeah, it's really like you've been cursed with a good heart. You know, you care about people, and you don't want to. I think deep down, when we look at it, we don't really want to hurt someone's feelings. You know, and, and then if you think of it like that, it's like. The truth of the matter is, like, words can hurt. Actions can hurt. They leave invisible scars, you know? It's, mm. Now, I'll tell you. No, I, I honestly, I'd been teased. And what in the world? Oh. Well, maybe that wasn't the best place to put that. <laughs> I put a 12-pack of pop on a, um, pack of bottled water granted the pack of bottled water was like there was it was only like uh half left in there and i was balancing the 12 pack on there of pop and i see something i thought it was quinn messing around and i look and i'm like no it just seems like the bottle half thing bottled water wasn't going to hold up a 12 pack that's like balancing precariously on top of it but, yeah, it's just, that's that's it. It's just, deep down, I think we don't want to hurt people's feelings. I mean, and, you know, like I said, I've been teased before, but never in my wildest dreams did I think I wasn't brave enough. I wouldn't, you know, to turn around and say, well, I'm going to do something about that. I'm going to say something mean to you, or I'm going to... There's an instance um, when, I guess, my sister did something I didn't like. And I, I was angry and I wanted to do something and I just, the idea in my mind, even at nine years old, the idea of being so cruel and so and making, envisioning my sister, you know, upset or crying or so just, it broke me. It's like, I can't be that at nine years old or now. I just, I can't do that. Just the idea of, like, knowing that my actions could do that to another person. It's just, I don't want to be known as that. I don't want to be known as that. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to cause people pain. I don't understand why there is laughter as he says, Well, I hate to break it to you, kiddo, but you've been cursed with a good heart. And then you hear a little bit of laughter. And it's just like, I don't understand what that little bit of laughter was. And Stephanie comes back with, but Uncle Jesse, this girl humiliated me in front of the whole school. I'm like, sweetie, I'm sure they've forgotten by now. Granted, that doesn't justify what Mickey did. Not, why do I keep saying what Mickey did? Mickey didn't do... <laughs> Mickey has been such a supportive friend. She really, really has. And I really honestly wish, wish we could have kept her. Yeah, it doesn't justify what Gia did to Stephanie. And Jessie's like, Stephanie, what have I always told you? And she says, never get a beauty school haircut? No. Yeah, well, no, but yeah, okay. what I told you is this. And he says, I've always told you that it doesn't matter what people think about you. All that matters is what you think about yourself. And I like how Stephanie's going to use that line momentarily with Gia. 
Of course, it doesn't land as well with her, which I'm not surprised. So, Stephanie looks over her shoulder, sees Gia. Is she in the booth by herself? Do those girls, like, just abandon her? Looks like it because she is just hanging out, counting sugar packs, I guess, and looking down in the dumps. Stephanie turns back around to Jesse and says, right now, I don't think much of myself. Jesse tells her, well, you listen to that good heart of yours. It'll tell you what to do. And, of course, they slide out of the booth, and he's like, hug, 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 come on, bring it in. <laughs> haircut, real nice haircut. All right, everybody, good. Have some fun. Dance, that's good. All right, that's good. Dance, have a good time. Work up an appetite. Buy some food. Oh, there's some nice food kids here, too. Are you okay, Steph? You seem kind of quiet. I'm fine. Well, listen, guys, I got to go tune up. Bye. Oh, I think there's a there. Oh, I don't think Gia had the guts to show up tonight. Howdy ho, junior heisters. What can I do you for? Do something about this sticky table. Bring us the menus and try not to take forever. Okay. That's one cappuccino I'll be spitting in. Oh, he's putting the straws in there. Oh, I love this song. Scott Dancy. I don't want it. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's all song with no lyrics, basically. What's happening, Steph? Having fun? Not really. Not really? What's the matter? Well, I'm gonna spread this awful rumor about me. Uh, uh, say no more. Same thing happened to me in junior high school. There was this ugly, awful, vicious rumor about me and a root perm. I did something mean to get back at her, but I think I really hurt her feelings. Well, thought it'd make you feel good, but it didn't, huh? Right. I thought revenge was supposed to be sweet, so how come I feel lousy? I hate to break it to you, kiddo, but uh, been cursed with a good heart. But Uncle Jesse, this girl humiliated me in front of the whole school. Stephanie, what have I always told you? Never get a beauty school haircut? <laughs> well, yeah, but no. No, I've always told you that it doesn't matter what people think about you. All that matters is what you think about yourself. Right now, I don't think that much of myself. Well, you listen to that good heart of yours. It'll tell you what to do. Thanks, Okay, so we do actually have a few adults sitting up at the bar there. Um, and I'm guessing, I would imagine probably they're just parents, you know, hanging out, chaperoning the kiddos. All the good stuff. So, Stephanie slides into the booth across from Gia, and Gia looks up and asks, what do you want? Stephanie says, I came to apologize. Of course, Gia puts on this tough girl. It's, honestly, it's just, it's an act. It's a wall. She says, well, I don't need your apology. <laughs> Wasn't that tragic? I'm thinking, uh, girl, those two tear track marks on your face say otherwise. 
Yeah, she's playing off like it's not that big of a deal. Like, so what? You told the whole world I stink at school? It's not like anyone doesn't already know. Yeah, it's not like it's any big secret. And here, Stephanie, it's like, mm, now she's starting to get a little judgy. Like, well, maybe if you didn't ditch school all the time. And Gia comes back with, what do you know about it? Nobody, nobody gives me a break. For once, I'd like to walk into the room and have the teacher not already have heard me. Like, you know that the teachers in the teacher lounge all talk about Gia. Like, oh, I'm getting this girl again. She even mentions, like, she's repeating the seventh grade in Fast Friends. Yeah, Gia says, just once, I'd like to have a teacher who hasn't heard of me before I got into the classroom. I'm like, well, sweetie, um, <laughs> I think for you to have that happen, uh, maybe you're going to have to go to another school. But then again, transfer cases and school sure schools talk to each other like here we're giving you this kid here's their here's their rap sheet their background their why we're sending them to you basically so and i'm like yeah you want to change how people teachers especially talk about you you need to start changing yourself if you want them to say positive things about you just turn your Turn it around, you know? You can always... It's never too late to start over. And, of course, here we go with Stephanie using Jesse's advice. Where, I don't know, I don't really think it's the best time. She says, you know, it doesn't matter what other people think. It only matters what you think about yourself. And Gia claps back with, oh, what a valuable lesson. Thanks, Barney. Because, you know, Barney was popular in the 90s, early 90s. I don't even think, is Barney even on anymore? I don't, <laughs> let me look that up. I'm curious. See if Barney is still going today for today's children to get their Barney lessons. Oh my god. Let's see, Barney. Barney and Friends, 1992. This is probably the one that my little cousin watched. <laughs> Oh, we had so much fun making fun of that show. Those tapes. Those Barney tapes. It says it was from Barney and Friends. Oh, my good. It went from 92 to 2009. So it definitely has been off the air for almost, what, 15 years now? Oh, Baby Bob drove me nuts. Could not stand her. Julie Johnson. Why does that name ring a bell? Oh, Oh, there is, oh, Barney DVDs from 2012. Good golly. No, I look, who's, BJ, he's that orange, the the yellow Tricera. Are they, is he like, he and Baby Bop, are they related? Are they like siblings or cousins? I mean, she's a Triceratops, but what is BJ supposed to be? I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. Ay, ay, ay. That Barney, I tells you. <clears throat> of course, that song. How does that. How, what, is that the theme song? Or is that. No, I think that's just how he ends it. I love you. You love me. We're a happy family. Is that, is that how it goes? The Barney song? I don't know. 
I swear, I thought that's how he ended each episode. I have not watched each episode either. My cousins and I, my little cousin, when I, I think maybe, when did it come back? It came out in 92. I wasn't living there then. Um, but she had the t Barney tapes, and I'm thinking that uh, she would play them repeat. Not, not nearly as much as like when my nephews were playing Rugrats. And then when they got to be like, Probably seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve. They were playing. You know, I'd be babysitting my nephews, and they'd be doing the playing the Pokemon DVDs or whatever tapes DVDs. I don't know. And all you hear is Pika, 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 and I was like, <laughs> yeah. And Rugrats was another one that they were really into back when they were like two and four and five. <laughs> when Stephanie spouts off that valuable lesson she's like what a valuable lesson thanks Barney so here Stephanie tries to um, talk up Gia a bit like she's like hey you got a lot going for you and Gia just scoffs at her like like what and Stephanie says well you're a natural leader. It's like, think of that rumor that you spread. You got everyone in that school on board with this rumor. Stephanie says, and you're, you know, you're pretty. And she, uh, is like, what, pretty stupid? And Steph's like, no, pretty, pretty. You're attractive. You're a beautiful girl. You just hide behind your wall of anger and, you know, you don't let yourself out too much. You know, people need to see you once in a while. See you. And instead of this mask of anger you hide behind. <laughs> oh, I love how somebody says, and you have a locker that actually opens. I love how we're bringing it back to the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Oh, did we get a smile from Gia? Was that a smile? I think it's a smile. <laughs> yeah, she's smiling. And it looks like, yeah, she's been taken care of. Looks like they're uh, on the bridge of a friendship here. As <laughs> Gia says, Tanner, you're such a dweeb. <laughs> what do you want? I came to apologize. Well, I don't need your apology. Wasn't that tragic? So what? You told the whole world I stink at school? It's not like it's any big secret. Maybe if you didn't ditch school all the time. Oh, what do you know? Nobody gives me a break. Just once. I'd like to have a teacher who hasn't heard of me before I got into the classroom. You know, it doesn't matter what other people think. It's what you think about yourself. Oh, what a valuable lesson. Thanks, Barney. <laughs> I'm serious. You got a lot going for you. Like what? Well, you're a natural leader. Yeah, sure. And you're pretty. Pretty stupid? No, pretty pretty. And you have a locker that actually opens? <laughs> Tanner, you're such a dweeb. <laughs> All right, uh, attention everyone. Welcome to new band night here at the Smash Club. First up is the pride of DiMaggio Junior High School. 
relax, relax, relax. They're going to be doing their uh, hit single from their yet-to-be-recorded album. The uh, young, the excruciatingly hip, human pudding. I meant the drummer. But don't get any ideas. He's mine. One Gibbler special cappuccino. Uh, Gibbler special? Yep. No, you don't. You don't want to drink that. <laughs> I'm not paying for that. Yes, yes. Okay. Jesse introduces the pride of DiMaggio Junior High. Human Pudding is the band. And apparently their song is also called Human Pudding. And I love how Jesse says from their their first single from their yet to be recorded album, Human Pudding. And <laughs> I love how Gia already's got dibs on the drummer. She's like, oh, yeah, they're like, oh, not bad, not bad. And she is like, no, I was talking about the drummer, but don't get any ideas. He's mine. What if he has a girlfriend, though, Gia? What then? <laughs> so, yeah, so she's like, come on, let's go dance. And they dance, and a friendship is formed. And <laughs> Jesse, with the lighter standing off stage. What, what, is, what is this? I don't get it. I mean, is he he kind of jealous of this junior high band is going to be going farther than he did with the... Well, no, because he was almost going to tour Asia in that episode, Road to Tokyo, which that's going to be covered in Jesse's Music Journey series. That's going to be, honestly, since there's quite a bit to it, there's going to be... It's going to most likely... That one's going to be broken down in two parts, but... Yeah, that's how the episode ends. I really enjoyed it. What in the world? I'm making chicken wings, and sometimes the um, the cookie sheet does that for some reason. I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's my lunch. Um, Buffalo, TGI Friday's Frozen Foods, and no, they're not a sponsor. Uh, their chicken wings are really good. So, yeah, that's the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Jamie is a cutie. I think when I saw this episode I had a, a smidge of a crush on him so okay best outfit I believe I said I was going with Stephanie's is it kind of like a forest green blazer that she was wearing and then a worst outfit I want to give it to Jesse's manila colored vest. I don't know what type of material that is, but it's just, I don't like it. It's just, mm, no, no thank you. <laughs> and Tanner Teachable moment, when it comes to Stephanie, as much as revenge, what, what is it? Is there a thing, some like revenge is a 
dish best served cold or something. Maybe that's not the saying. Or revenge is sweet or sweet revenge or whatever. It's just, honestly, you know, the, you, there's another saying that says rise above it. Don't stoop to their level because then that kind of puts you on the same level as they are. It's like, you know, you're stooping to their, you're just as low as they are. It's like, yeah, you want to fight back and everything. Fight, fight fire with fire. But honestly, I don't know. Just don't, don't put yourself down on their level. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. Because then it makes you look just as bad as they, they do. Um, also with Danny, when it comes to, I've never had a breakup before, I've, cause my husband's the only person I ever dated, um, uh, and then married, but honestly, I'm sure that sometimes when people do break up, they go through a lot of changes, like they want to, they want to change stuff, they want to fix something, make something better, just and that's just what Danny was going through. You know, unfortunately, when you live in a house with, like, nine other people, though, those changes you make, you may think are little, little things, but they affect people. Especially when you're changing out cupboards and drawers and you're putting boots in a cupboard drawer, which makes no sense. Or you're putting sports equipment in a drawer that as soon as you open the or you, as soon as you open the door to the cupboard, it's going to spill out in your face. Like, no, 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 no. You want to make, if you want. Sorry about that. Yeah, if you want to make changes, just get your family involved. Like, hey, I'm thinking of some ideas. You know, to, to kind of change things up around here. What do you say? Like, will you help me? Or just, yeah, get them involved. Oh, Sorry about that. That was my timer. I gotta go flip my wings. You know, when it comes to uh, fixing up your place and you got other people living with you, just get, you know, get their own input or find other creative ways to make changes in your life if you want to. So... Alright, I, like I said, I hope that Jody Sweeten does have a happy birthday, um, at this time it is January 13th, and as you know, if you've most likely seen the news that Bob Saget did pass away, um, and I, I found out that he did, he passed away in his sleep, and honestly, I feel... I think that's kind of the way that, you know, maybe a lot of us would agree that that's how we all would want to go, right? When when it's our time, it's our time. And, um, yeah, so this week we are going to, since it'll be the 19th, Jody's birthday when I release this episode, Friday the 21st, I will be releasing Season 5, Episode... I have to find it. <laughs> Season 5. I, I thought it's like towards the end. The Devil Made Me Do It is episode 19 of Season 5. Aired February 18th, 1992. In this episode, when Michelle's... Ugh, I'm not reading that one again. I do not care for that. 
don't care for that summary on IMDb. The temptation to fiddle with Jesse's forbidden music equipment is too great for Michelle. But when Jesse lands her in hot water for it, the little devil in her wants to burn him. Okay. Elsewhere, Kimmy and Stephanie are at each, uh, at each other's throats, and it's up to DJ to referee the proceedings. Yes. This one will come out on the 21st, and then we will finish the Jesse and the Girls series on the 28th of January from season 8 called We Got the Beat, where there's a talent show at the Smash Club, and... Stephanie and Gia and everyone, they, well, <laughs> the other girl, you know, Kimmy's on the keyboard. I'm not sure who the other girl is on the drums, but uh, they form Girl Talk. Yeah, Girl Talk, the band is born. So I want to go back to season seven and look up Gia, who is played by, by Marla Sokoloff. There she is. Okay. So, I want to see what the next episode would with her would have been. She was in an episode of Home Improvement? Really? Oh, she also played Koki Mason. That's the thing. I wondered about the Babysitter's Club. This show, if we get, hope, get a season three, are we ever going to be in, introduced to Koki Mason? at Like, at all? Because we don't have... Tigger the cat, the Marianne's cat that she got. And, oh, she also was in, um, she played Rachel French in Freaky Friday, the TV movie from 95 with Gabby Hoffman and Shelley Long. Honestly, I gotta be honest, guys. This version of Freaky Friday, this TV movie, is my all-time favorite version. I mean, to me, I like it more than the Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan version. So... Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, she was just in Fast Friends and Is It True About Stephanie in Season 7, Episode 14. Then she comes back in Season 8, Episode 2 with Breaking Away. And Steph and Gia are just the best of besties. And she'll be in also Episode 3, Making Out is Hard to Do, Claire in Prison Danger, Stephanie's Wild Ride, We Got the Beat, and All Stood Up. So, yeah, the last episode, episode 9, then she doesn't come back until 18, and then the second to last episode all stood up. Alright, so, like I said, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Like I said, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Have a great day, everybody. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.